Welcome back, Law Nerds. It is Tuesday, August 24th. And in this stream, we're covering part three of the sidebars. If you're like, where is part one of the sidebars? That was a members only stream. So part one was a members only stream. Part two, we covered all the sidebars during the cross-examination of Dr. Hughes and during Amber Heard's testimony. Today, it is my intention to start with Dr. Spiegel, and then I really want to see the sidebars during all of the rebuttal stuff. And then if there's anything else we need to jump into, we can jump around just a little bit towards the end of this trial. Welcome to The Emily Show. I'm Emily D. Baker, the internet's go-to legal analyst and big fan of the cursey words. I've been a licensed attorney for over 17 years. I'm a former prosecutor, and I break down the legal side of pop culture and entertainment stories we can't stop talking about. We should just get into it. Let's go. I'm just ready for the Spiegel stuff. Like, I've been waiting for this. I am waiting for the Spiegel stuff. I have not watched videos on it. I have not read about it. I have stayed away from it to first look with y'all all. I said that weird. But I was waiting to first look with the law nerds because I needed to see it together with you. So that's what we're doing today. Okay. <laughs> Dr. Spiegel. Dr. Spiegel. Um, I thought Don Hughes was going to be the strangest expert that I had ever seen in a trial because uh, Dr. Hughes was like, oh, I don't want this to be like a memory test. And it's like, um, that's the job. And then this trial introduced us to Dr. Spiegel, who not only sounded like he was Dr. Doofenshmirtz from Phineas and Ferb through, um, I don't know if it was intention or not intention, but he also made all of the weird mouth movements and was like pulling on his face. And it, it was the most bizarre testimony I have ever seen. And I don't know if, if, we will ever see an expert that is quite that bizarre. Even in shabiznis, the expert was like, I don't need any fancy tests. We're like, mm. not worse than Spiegel. No, not worse. Not worse than Spiegel. This is a, <sighs> well, this is going to be something. So with that, we're just going to jump into it because this is what we're doing today. And then do you remember that Dr. Spiegel wrote a, piece or was interviewed for a piece in Newsweek and was like, a person called my office. Like, people don't like me. He was so upset that the internet did not take kindly to him. He was so annoyed. He was so annoyed that the internet did not take kindly to him. Actually, let me take this down until I get to Spiegel's testimony. Maybe we'll just do all of the day 21 Let's see who's on the stand. Uh, maybe we'll just do all the day 21 testimony real quick. Let's see which witness is on the stand first, because this is Rottenborn asking questions. Maybe we'll just do all the sidebars, because, well, frankly, they're illuminating and really interesting. But to do that, I need to figure out who's on the stand. So let's zoom, zoom, and see whose testimony they are starting with. At the beginning of day 21, May 23rd, the court, good morning. Do we have any preliminary matters? Rottenborn, we have some exhibits to hand out the court. That would be fantastic. That will make Jamie's day. 
All right. Anything else, Rotten Board? Thank you, Your Honor. Court, we're ready for the jury. Yes, yes. Jury enters. Good morning. Um, your next witness. Yes, Your Honor. Um, Amber calls Dr. Richard Moore. All right, Dr. Moore. All right. This is regarding whether or not the finger, Johnny Depp's finger could be injured the way Johnny Depp said his finger was injured. So that's who we're sidebarring. Uh, Rottenborn, objection, Your Honor. May we approach? Okay, Rottenborn, Your Honor. This is, you've already excluded this testimony as hearsay. It was in the deposition designations when Dr. Kipper claimed that Mr. Depp told him that this had happened with a vodka bottle as he was picking him up in Australia. Your Honor concluded that testimony from Dr. Kipper's deposition as hearsay. The court said, well, when Dr. Kipper was testifying, Ms. Vasquez said, correct. Rottenborn said, yes, I understand. Vasquez said, he can testify too. The court said, because he reviewed, and Ms. Vasquez said, he reviewed the deposition. And that's the thing with experts. They can testify that they reviewed the deposition, but they can't say what was said. Rottenborn said he can testify as to what he reviewed, but it's being offered by Ms. Vasquez. It's being, it's not being offered by us. And the court said overruled. He said, okay. This expert was talking about the manner of injury. So determining what other doctors knew or other individuals knew the manner of injury was, is relevant um, as to whether you recalled it or perceived it or whatever. Um, this is going to be a different witness. This is that same doctor. All right. But then we get Dennison crossing the witness. So at some point it shifts. Let's see. The court. Thank you, Dr. Moore. You're free to go. Ms. Bredehoff, Your Honor, we would like to call Dr. Spiegel. There we go. I did pass it. You're right. It's Spiegel. I did scroll past it. I came back. I came back. I was looking at the other, the other column. Uh, Dennison, Your Honor, may we approach before the witness is sworn? Oh, good. Oh, good. Oh, good. That's fine. Yes, sir. <sighs> Dennison. This witness in this deposition testified that he is, I think that's probably going to opine to a degree of medical certainty that Mr. Depp, in fact, committed intimate partner violence. I think that's an ultimate issue and also is not reflected in his disclosure. Beyond that, he's going to, he indicates he is going to opine, at least in his deposition, as to the credibility of Ms. Heard, which I believe is an improper inquiry for an expert under the Virginia rules. The court said, I think this was a motion in lemonade. In lemony. Ms. Bredehoff, it was, Your Honor, you denied it. Your Honor denied the motion um, in lemony intimate issue. The court said, oh, Ms. Bredehoff, yeah. What he's going to testify to, Your Honor, is that Mr. Depp, Mr. Depp's conduct is consistent with the risk factors that are part of intimate partner violence. That's what he's going to say. The court said, risk factors? Great question in the chat from Tina. Tina said, honest question. So a court reporter is recording the entire time, not just during the testimony. Yes. It's a really good question because, again, we have a large international audience and lots of people who are not familiar with the ins and outs of a courtroom. This, what happens at sidebar can come up on appeal and the appellate court needs an entire record. So everything that has to do with the case gets transcribed by the court reporter, which is why you'll often see court reporters put on at sidebar headphones so they can hear what's going on on the microphones up at sidebar um, so that they can record them. So yes, 
Absolutely. Everything that is happening at sidebar and in open court goes on the record. There are times when even meetings in chambers will go on the record. It's it's whether or not it's needed for the appellate record. So when decisions are being made that impact the testimony, the witnesses, all of that is recorded. Sometimes the attorneys will go off the record if it's like, hey, Your Honor, so um, my kid is at home, super sick. Can we cut court a half an hour early today? That kind of stuff might not be on the record, but anything of consequence to decisions that are being made, to legal decisions that are being made is going to be on the record, even at sidebar. All right. Um, You're absolutely welcome. Court reporters have, they type in shorthand. They absolutely don't type into, um, they don't type into like full sentences the way that we do. All right. Um, Ms. Bredehoff, yeah. What he's going to testify to, Your Honor, is that Mr. Depp's conduct is consistent with the risk factors, the court. The risk factors? Ms. Bredehoff, the risk factors. That is that it is consistent with, correct, that the evidence indicates that it's consistent with. The court said, let me see what the motion in limine was. The motions in limine, again, I will sometimes jokingly call them the motions in limine because you're really trying to make lemonade out of lemons in your motions in limine. The motions in limine are all the pretrial motions that are trying to decide what evidence is coming in, what evidence is coming out. So it is all of those motions of you know, they can testify to this. They didn't disclose that. That picture seems altered. This can't come in. This can come in. This wasn't disclosed. All of that gets done before they're in trial because otherwise there would be days of argument over legal matters that the jury doesn't need to waste their time for. This is all done to make sure once the jury gets into the courthouse and is selected that these things go more quickly. Mr. Dennison said the testimony. Ms. Bredehoff said, I don't. Dennison said that that testimony is consistent with his disclosure. The court says, as long as he stays with that, Dennison said, right. But they cannot say, and I think you said improper for him to say, that is that Mr. Depp committed. The court said, well, he's not going to say risk factors. Ms. Bredehoff said, he's going to say that it's consistent. But we're going to go through all evidence of that. The court said, correct. Bredehoff said, but even if he did, no, 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 no. What we're not doing is getting an expansive reading of his disclosure, Elaine. But even if he did, and he did say at any time deposition, and he did incorporate and supplement all of our depositions of our experts, of our experts, but what he's going to say is that it's consistent with it. But the rules would allow him to testify to an ultimate issue if the court said, that's what we're making sure, that's not being testified. The court's like, everything you just said is what we're trying to not do. Brett have said, but I believe he's going to testify that he has all the evidence of risk factors and the risk factors are consistent with risk factors consistent. Dennison said, I don't have a problem with that. I also do have a problem, however. He met with Ms. Hurd over Zoom for one hour and has testified at least in deposition that he finds her the more credible witness. The court, he's not going to testify to credibility. The jury's job is to determine credibility. You can't have an expert say, that person's lying, that person's not. The jury gets to decide that. And the jury can decide that. The jury can be like, you're full of shit. I'm not believing anything you say. That's their prerogative. And there's jury instructions on that issue. The court, he's not going to testify to credibility. Ms. Bredehoff, that's not what he said in his deposition. He said, based on Dr. Curry's testing, the issues that, in fact, one of the findings in there 
is that they're being truthful in their responses. And he has been consistent on that. That's absolutely one of the things that he said. The court said he can't testify to credibility. That's up to the jury to decide. Credibility. Bredahoff said he's going to testify that the testing result reflected that she was giving truthful responses to Dr. Curry's test, which he can do. That's one of the factors. Mr. Dennison, again, not in the disclosure. Do you see how important the expert disclosures are? Bredahoff, actually it was. The court, I'm not going to allow that. I'm going to allow that testimony and you can cross-examine on that. Dennison, okay. The court just, this is them talking about Curry's testing. The court, not on credibility of the witness, correct? Or not on credibility, not on credibility as a witness, okay? So the court is reminding Bredahoff, you cannot have this person testify. I will be doing this. You cannot have Dr. Spiegel testify that Amber Heard is a credible witness. That's for the jury to decide. And then Dennison said, right, and remember, I don't have to tell you to remember. You remember, both Dr. Curry and Dr. Hughes talked about this in terms of professional opinions around evidence of feigning. This wasn't who's telling the truth. The court said, right, but it was just a factor in that particular test. Bredahoff, a factor in the particular test. The court said, that's fine. You can cross-examine on it. Dennison said, okay, thank you, Your Honor. Bredahoff said, may I just tell the witness briefly? The court said to remind him. Bredahoff said to remind him. Yeah, remind him before he's sworn in. That's perfect. Bredahoff, thank you, Your Honor. Great. Dr. Spiegel, MD. Examination by counsel. So this is the beginning of, uh, can you tell your jury your full name and business address? I don't know why they need the business address. You could have just done, I'm Dr. Spiegel. I'm a physician and I practice in Norfolk, Virginia, part of the Eastern Virginia Medical School, but whatever. Occupation, physician, psychiatrist. Where do you work? Well, as he just said, I work at Eastern Virginia. I'm employed by Eastern Virginia Medical School, entered residency in 1989. So with this, we're going to go to the next sidebar. We're on sidebar number two of many. Okay, what if any, this is Elaine questioning. Okay, what if any review have you conducted of the deposition and testimony of Mr. Depp's hired witness, Dr. Curry? Objection, Your Honor, may we approach? Your Honor, when we were up here last time, Bredahoff represented that there's reference in this disclosure or in the rebuttal to the disclosure to Dr. Curry. Her name does not appear. There's no reference at all to any evaluation of Amber Heard. The court said, is, it's, is there an opinion about the credibility? Is there, I think that's, is there an opinion about the credibility? That's the court. Bredahoff said he testified in his deposition. Then we supplemented and incorporated his deposition. The court, do you have that for me, Bredahoff? I do. So this is, again, what's being disclosed, what's not being disclosed. Just because they testified about it in deposition doesn't mean it comes in. If it's not in disclosures, that's what they're arguing about. Your Honor, we are very specific. Um, oh, wait, I do. The court said this is the deposition taken on the 14th, Bredahoff said specifically. The court said, so where in here does it talk about? Bredahoff said it specifically incorporates his deposition testimony. The court says, well... Dennison said, well, the contention is the last line says, I can talk about anything anybody else talks about that. That's not an appropriate disclosure. How speakily does that sound? I can talk about anything anybody else talks about. What? So speakily. Bredahoff, no, Your Honor, we did incorporate the court. Well, you just can't incorporate. I don't know who Miss uh, Callanan is. Yeah, that's 
the court, you can't incorporate without, you can't incorporate it without the deposition, expert depositions. You can't have him testify. As Bredahoff said, what we did was incorporate what he said. We did incorporate his deposition. The court says, but this, but is this specifically put in his supplemental disclosure? Ms. Bredahoff, you know, I don't think that we went and put everything he said in the deposition in. Elaine, you're not new. It has to be in the disclosure. And you know Denison's going to be in your entire ass about it. Every other word out of Denison's mouth was, Your Honor, this wasn't in the disclosure, which is appropriate. If it's not in the disclosure, you shouldn't get to testify about it. These trials are so lined out before you even get to trial. You know, I don't think that we went and put everything he said in the deposition, in the supplemental disclosure in court. You have to put his deposition in. You have to supplement what his opinions are going to be. Ms. Bredahoff, right, right. But that's just a commentary on a particular, I mean, he's just saying that evidence supports that and evidence that supports it. That's an opinion. The court said, right. Ms. Bredahoff said, that's not a major opinion. Last I checked, there are um, not major and minor opinions. There are opinions and not opinions. Ms. Bredahoff, it's not a major opinion. The court, I understand that. But what Mr. Dennison is talking about, if he's going to opine an opinion that she was credible in her answers to place it, Ms. Bredahoff, that's not a major opinion. That is part of the major opinions, Your Honor, are very specific to drugs and alcohol, but he gives all the evidence that supports that. The court said, I understand the opinion that was, the opinion that she was truthful in her answers. Where is that? Where is that in the disclosures? Ms. Bredahoff, that's not an opinion. That's him saying that based on the test results, she scored this in that particular test result of Dr. Curry, and that means she was incredibly answering those tests. The court, that's an opinion. I'll sustain the objection. And I, this could be a typo. This could be she was credible in, she was credible in answering those tests because that's really what they're talking about. The court, that's an opinion. I'll sustain the objection. Dennison, no references to Dr. Curry, right? Now, Dennison has learned. Dennison has learned with Elaine that you have got to get the court to say it like, you cannot say this or this or that. Because otherwise, Elaine will be like, what? It's not like a major opinion. It's just like commentary. It's fine. So now Dennison is making sure that the court is very clear with Elaine. So the next time they end up at sidebar, which will be in like a minute and a half, it's very clear. And then Dennison will say, Your Honor, like we said last time, Ms. Bredahoff, I don't think you can say he can't make any reference. The problem for me with Elaine is that her opening statement put me off so much. It, it was hard. It's so hard for me to file her, follow her style of argument. If it had just been Rottenborn doing this trial, it would have, it would have been so different. I think the Elaine-Amber combo is, is the biggest win that Johnny Depp was handed in this entire case. 
Tempest does stuff, says, per my last sidebar. It's <laughs> exactly what it is. Um, culparistic. I hope I said that right. I didn't appreciate the job Dennison did at the time. We didn't see any of this at the time. We didn't see Dennison fighting these fights at the time. None of this was in open court. We saw Dennison doing cross-examination and stuff, but uh, the bulk of the work Dennison did was at the sidebars keeping evidence out because it wasn't properly disclosed by Elaine. That is the large and valuable for Depp's team swath of the work that he did. When I say that Depp's team divided up their work excellently, they did it excellently. And so Dennison had time to laser focus on just the experts. Where Elaine is trying to do the experts and Amber Heard and this and this and that, they had one attorney dedicated just to Johnny Depp's testimony. They had one attorney dedicated to the written motions. They had research attorneys. They divided up this case so, so well. All right. The court, if he referenced to hers in his opinions, that's fine. He can't opine about the results. Dennison said, right, the MMPI, that's the issue. There's no reference in this instance to any MMPI. And I suspect he's going to talk about Dr. Curry's MMPI. Ms. Bredehoff, Your Honor, it's not a major part of his opinion. Good that he doesn't have to talk about it, Elaine. Good, good. The court, I'm going to sustain the objection. Sustain means the court is granting the objection versus overruling the objection. Oh, y'all, it's been a minute. And you can't see the subscriber counter at the moment. But the lights are flashing because the subscriber counter binged. It has been a minute. For those of you that are newer law nerds, you might not have witnessed a live on-air bing. Um, and I need to... I've redone my whole desk, but I need to make it so y'all can still do the counter. So we binged. We just need to celebrate it, and then we're going to get back to the sidebars, right? Today's been a day. We deserve, we deserve this. Like, we worked for this. Y'all did that. Y'all did that. We binged. What subscriber count did we click over to? 733. Look at us. Go Lawnards, go Lawnards, go. Go Lawnards, go Lawnards, go. All right. Go, 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 go. Let's continue on with the court going, yeah, what you can't do is bring in things that are not in the expert disclosure. Ms. Bredehoff, all right, thank you. Mr. Dennison, thank you, Your Honor, the court. Uh-huh. <laughs> I can feel that uh-huh in my soul. The court. Uh-huh. Ms. Bredehoff. Do you remember my question? <laughs> and did you review the deposition and testimony of Dr. Curry? Dr. Curry. Curry. Yeah, Dr. Curry. Yeah. Yeah. I reviewed the testimony of Dr. Curry. I just buried the platypus. I reviewed Dr. Curry's reports. I reviewed Dr. Curry's testimony. What, if any, did you review of the deposition of trial testimony of Dr. Hughes? Yes. That's not the answer. Objection, Your Honor. Beyond the scope of disclosure, the court, I'll allow it. Thank you, Your Honor. Overruled. Did you interview Mr. Depp? No, I did not. Let's get to the next sidebar. Let's see where we are. All right. The bailiff, all rise. Recess taken from 1043 to 11. The bailiff, all rise. Please uh, be seated. Come to order the court. All right. Ready for the jury. Your Honor, can we approach before the jury gets in? So they had taken a break and then we're coming in. Casey Cat, I know. One million, here we come. You know what's going to happen? is my kid is going to move the goalpost. Once we hit a million, my kid's going to be like, I mean, not really. Get nominated for a streamy, then we can talk. That's what's going to happen. 
That's what's going to happen. So I don't know if I can do the facial acrobatics. They're so bad. They're so bad. The voice is about all I've got on this one. So the court says, okay, sure. Denison, Your Honor, I want to be totally mindful of your prior orders. This witness testified that he invited twice Mr. Depp to be examined. Those two invitations were motions to this court to order a medical exam, and both of those were denied. So Dennison is taking issue with the fact that Spiegel's making it seem like Johnny Depp was avoiding being interviewed. And he's taking issue with that insinuation that it's not that Johnny Depp didn't show up, it's that the court said he didn't have to. Ms. Bredahoff, actually, we did request it, and they said no, and then we moved for it, and you said no. Same, same. The court, you can address that on cross-examination. Mr. Dennison, but I can mention your order, because Dennison wants the jury to know that the court said that Depp did not have to sit for an examination by Spiegel. Ms. Bredahoff, we didn't ask whether they will. We did make a request. We requested of them independent of the order. The court said, right, but you did an order. Afterwards, you asked for an order. Bredahoff, that's correct. The court, you can redirect on that too. That's fine. That's fair game. And so the court is allowing Dennison to say, you're aware that the court denied their request to interview. He wants to make sure that there's no insinuation left that is um, improper, in his opinion. So back in open court, let's get to the next sidebar. It doesn't seem to be very far. All right. They're talking about IPV. In your view of this case, is there record evidence of physical violence by Mr. Depp? Spiegel started to say so. Mr. Dennison said, objection, your honor, foundation. The court, do you want to approach on that? Uh, the court, yes, sir. Mr. Dennison, we're getting to this. The court, can you say that question again? Ms. Bredahoff said, it's, oh gosh, I remember this. This went back and forth with her trying to get this question out. And it was like, question, objection, sidebar, question, objection, sidebar. I saw a comment in the chat from Nerd Natasha. I love that Dan Palvamore, Palvameyer, uh, agreed that Spiegel sounded like doof. I loved it too. I loved it too, because he did. Because he absolutely did. They're doing a reboot of Phineas and Ferb. I'm very excited about it. Okay. Ms. Bredahoff, it's, is there record evidence of, phys is that recorded? Is there record evidence of physical violence by Mr. Depp, which is one of the risk factors, and it's in the designations, page 84, paragraph two. Elaine now knows this game. Elaine's ready. Elaine's like, here we are on page 84, paragraph two. The court, wait, 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 wait. Brett Hoff, quote, is there record evidence of physical violence by Mr. Depp? I'm not asking if he was a perpetrator. This is physical violence. You're going to open the door for a lot of things with this, Elaine. The court, you're saying, you're saying if there's physical violence, Ms. Bredahoff, yes, that he's engaged in physical violence. But this is at, I mean, very much, it's at page 84, paragraph. The court, I understand that. You're just going to state that he has the risk factors you're not getting into why he thinks. Ms. Bredahoff cuts the court off and says, yes, he's going to, he's going through the risk, 
what are the factors? And he actually says, the court, you can ask that question, what the factors are. Bredahoff said, then he also said, and this is part of his opinion, that there's physical, there's actually record evidence of him committing physical violence, sexual violence, psychological regression, which he can testify to that, and that's in his opinion. Mr. Dennison, that's exactly the issue we've raised previously. It's making judgments as to all. The court said, right, he's making judgments as to the evidence. He can't say that. There is known, he can't say that there is known physical acts of Mr. Depp because it isn't. That's what the jury's here to decide. Elaine is trying to get Spiegel, or Elaine is trying to allow Spiegel to testify that the evidence shows and proves that Johnny Depp was physically violent and sexually violent towards Amber Heard. That's the jury's determination. The jury determines the facts. And the court is reminding Elaine that the jury determines the facts. Elaine's expert can't be like, well, in my opinion, everything Amber Heard said is true, right? <sighs> Ms. Bredahoff, he can testify that there's, I mean, he's read the record. The court, it doesn't come in to evidence. I mean, you want to testify that he has read reports in evidence. I mean, that's what he based his opinions on. That's fine. But he can't say, yes, there's reported times of this because he doesn't know that. That's what the jury has to figure out. Ms. Bredahoff, so I can ask him if there's record evidence of physical violence, sexual abuse, and physical aggression, but that he can't say any specifics? The court, what is your question again? Ms. Bredahoff, in your review of the case, is there evidence of physical violence by Mr. Depp? By the way, not her question two pages ago at all. It's a completely new and different question. Mr. Dennison, Your Honor, I think it literally continues to invade the provenance of the jury here. That's specifically one of the issues the jury is going to ultimately decide, and she's asking him to sum it up for them. And Ms. Bredahoff cuts Dennison off and says, Your Honor, we disclosed this. Elaine, ma'am, they've moved on from your disclosure. They're now talking about whether it's proper evidence. They've moved on from if it's disclosed. You didn't follow where the conversation went. But they've moved on from where it's disclosed. The court, I know you disclosed it. We're past disclosure. Emily, keep reading. Elaine's not keeping up with the conversation happening here at Sidebar. Ms. Bredahoff, and experts are able to testify to ultimate issues as well. And he's going to go through the three different types of the IPV here in talking about it, but he's seen recorded evidence that we, uh, record evidence, I'm sorry, the court record evidence, I don't want him commenting on the evidence that's before the jury. He can't comment on, yes, he assaulted Ms. Hurt because he doesn't know that. It's in evidence for the jury. Ms. Bredahoff, and he, what he said in his report is he said that, quote, there are numerous witnesses who reported seeing cuts, bruises, and injuries, and that it was reported that the court, okay, so that we don't, why don't you ask? The court's now trying to give Elaine a question, like, so this will stop. Why don't you ask, what have you reviewed that shows that? I'm not sure how you want to do it, but I just don't want him to give any kind of conclusion with respect to the evidence. Makes sense? Mr. Dennison, I mean, it makes sense to me. Ooh. Does anyone else read that like shade? I read that like shade. He's like, it makes sense to me, Your Honor, but I don't know about this one over here. Like, what the fuck is she even doing? Mr. Dennison, it makes sense to me. The court, all right. Mr. Dennison, I mean, fundamentally, the court, he's not going to give 
His only conclusion is going to be that he meets the risk factors, not that he's done it, correct? Ms. Bredehoff, so I'm gonna ask, I just wanna make sure. Oh my God. The court, well, okay. Ms. Bredehoff, what have you reviewed that reflects Mr. Depp engaging in physical violence? The court, no! At this point, Judge A wants to be like, Elaine! No! That's not the question. We've been through minutes and minutes of sidebar and you still come away with the wrong fucking answer. No. 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 What have you reviewed that reflects Mr. Depp engaging in physical violence? The court, no. Denison, objection. The court, you just say the risk factors. Risk factors. Bredehoff, risk factor relating to physical violence? I mean, that's just one of them. The court, I understand. But what we were discussing earlier is that he wasn't going to, and then Elaine jumps in. He's engaged in the, the evidence of him engaging in each of the risk factors. The court, right? Just in risk factors, not in engaging in physical violence. Maybe just explaining what the risk factors are first, and then what have you reviewed? Give us your information that he knew that he was Ms. Bredehoff, so if I'm understanding your honor's ruling here, clearly you're not, ma'am. So if I'm understanding your honor's ruling here, I can't ask him what the record evidence is of Mr. Depp engaging in physical violence, sexual abuse, and instead, I just have to ask him to explain what that is and the significance of it to IPV? The court, what the risks, right? What are the risk factors, right? And what he reviewed that makes you believe that he correlates with those risk factors. Does that sound all right? This is Pages. Dennison, yeah, he can identify what risk factors are for IPV, the court right, and what he reviewed that would put that on that course. But I just don't want him commenting on the evidence itself. Ms. Bredehoff, okay, what it correlates, okay. You can hear Elaine's brain working in this. Okay, okay, like, okay, okay. I think I can ask, I think I can ask this question. The court, okay, Ms. Bredehoff said, I think so. Thanks, Your Honor. We'll give it a whirl, ma'am. Ma'am, this is a million, multi-million dollar litigation. And you're sitting up there being like, we'll give it a whirl. I just can't. I'm trying, Your Honor. I'm trying. Um, Dennison, okay. Well, how do you think that okay went down? Dennison was like, I, I guess. I mean, we'll be up here in another seven seconds because she's just going to give it a whirl. All right, that's page 38. We're now on page 40 before we got to another sidebar. Please continue. Spiegel, that this whole trial in terms of narcissism, narcissistic insult is what's going on. I believe that Mr. Depp was very much a mainstay appropriately in Hollywood. And then this was pulled the rug without Dennison objection, Your Honor, Bredehoff. He's simply explaining court, I'll sustain it. Can you explain what you mean by this whole trial? Dennison, Your Honor, may we approach the court? Yes. Answer, this court case we're going through, the court, there's an objection, sir. That's the part where you stop talking, sir. Dennison, may we approach the court? You may, sidebar. There's like three questions. Three questions. Ms. Bredehoff, well, I think he's just saying as an example that, that the fact that we've got this trial, the court, I think it's beyond. Get back to what he reviewed. Um, Ms. Bredehoff, all right, I'll try. 
the court sustained. Ms. Bredehoff, what other conduct is in the record? What other conduct is in the record evidence that correlates with Mr. Depp being narcissistic and having those traits? Was the thing about the trial ruled? I can't say. Yeah, you're not allowed to say that. Not say that. Okay. This is just such a... Okay, okay. Not... Can't say that. The only other thing about narcissism, I think, in terms of the trial would be... We're not talking about the trial. Would be in order to maintain any sense of control, a narcissistic person really has to have lack of empathy because in order to engage in behaviors that, quote are used to keep individuals in control, you don't really think about the other person. You're not really caring about what happens to the other person. So I think that's another fact. So now we're talking about narcissism. We're on page 40. Next sidebar, page 43. We got at least a few questions. We're going to back up to the answer. Thank you, Dr. Spiegel. I'm going to now move to the Goldwater rule. How many of you remember this colloquy? Can you explain the Goldwater rule, please? Answer. So. The Goldwater rule is when Senator Goldwater was running for president, and I'm going to be honest with you, I think it was in the late 60s when he was early 70s, because I was too young to even follow politics then. So please don't quote me exactly when it was. But basically what was happening is clinicians, psychiatrists were making these, quote, armchair diagnoses from their homes or offices because they saw this person on TV, the way they acted, and were asked to comment about that they think their diagnoses are, and therefore it was felt that that should not be done by professionals in these public settings. Right, I'm real uncomfortable with people watching someone on TV and then being like, in my opinion, they're a narcissist. That make Y'all know that makes me uncomfortable. I hate all of this. Does that have any applicability here? No, Mr. Je- Mr. Dennison, objection. Answer, it does not. Why not? Dennison, no foundation. The court, all right. Ms. Bredoff, he was explaining the Goldwater rule. She keeps explaining. The court, you can approach. Sidebar, Mr. Dennison, if he wants to testify that there are exceptions to the Goldwater rule, go ahead. But the question was, does it have any applicability here? Ms. Bredehoff, it's in my designation at paragraph 94 or at page 94, paragraph one. Mr. Dennison, clearly it's in her designations. The court, what's the foundation? Ms. Bredehoff, it's a psychiatric, it's an American Psychiatric Association And the reason I'm asking him this is Dr. Shaw is one of their experts. He claims that it's unethical for him to be giving these opinions here because he hasn't examined Mr. Depp. Mm -hmm. And the court said, which is the Goldwater rule? Ms. Bredehoff, excuse me? And the court said, which is the Goldwater rule? Ms. Bredehoff, right, right. And so he's, the court said, there was a motion in limine against this at one point. What is your motion in limine that it mentioned the Goldwater rule? Am I out of bounds here? Ms. Bredehoff, I don't think we had a motion in limine to exclude some of Dr. Shaw's testimony. Um, and your honor granted that. The court to include Goldwater, Bredehoff, I don't think it included the full Goldwater rule. That's why I'm asking him. The court, so is that something your expert is going to testify to? Dennison, yes. The court, okay, I'll allow it. Mr. Dennison, in that form, does it have any applicability here? Ms. Bredehoff, I can ask him that. The court, I'll allow it. So now they've done a group project on how they're going to ask this question. Dr. Spiegel, do you remember the question? I think. Just ask any question. Does the Goldwater rule have any applicability here to your testimony and your conclusions and opinion? No, it does not. And why? For multiple reasons. And then he goes through those reasons. This comes up a lot in cross-examination. 
We're now one page later. Sir, oh, cross-examination. Perfect. This is the beginning of cross-examination. Sir, I'm Wayne Dennison. We haven't met. But let me ask you, let's start with what you finished with. I'm sorry, what? Let's start with what you finished with. You understand that the court was twice asked by Ms. Hurd's counsel to order a medical exam of Mr. Depp, and those motions were denied. I think that your team told the court you didn't want to have them, and the court ruled on them. I don't think the court proactively did it. You had a motion to them, right? Ooh, Spiegel feisting. No, Ms. Hurd's lawyers moved for them and asked for them and did not get them. Isn't that right, sir? If you're saying that's what happened, my understanding of it is that y'all did not want him to undergo one. They petitioned for it and the court said no. Yeah, that's my understanding. The court said no to ordering Mr. Depp to do a medical exam. That's what I said. The court did not require it, right? And it was ordered, in fact, right? It was. Ms. Bredahoff, Your Honor, may we approach? The court, we're not going into this. Mr. Dennison, there you go. Ms. Bredahoff, thank you. Open court. Mr. Dennison, all right. So the last thing you were asked about was the Goldwater Rule. Been around for almost 50 years, right? Let's get to the next sidebar. On page 60, we got quite a few pages into cross-examination before another one. Question, and what is the record evidence that Mr. Depp exhibits behavior of that are exploitative? Again, I think the whole concept of abuse is exploitative. Okay, the fourth one was lax empathy. Do you recall that? Yes. What is the record evidence that Mr. Depp, Mr. Depp exhibits lacking empathy? Answer, to be able to commit intimate partner violence and the control you have over someone. Dennison, objection. The court, I'm sorry. Objection, can I be heard? Dennison, it was your question. Your Honor, motion to strike, non-responsive. Sidebar, Mr. Dennison. He keeps stating his response with to be able to commit intimate partner violence. Ms. Bredahoff, all right, I'll redirect him. The court, all right. Ms. Bredahoff, oh, we must be on redirect. Ms. Bredahoff, I'm just going to ask you to give record evidence of Mr. Depp lacking empathy that you know. Yes, am I allowed to elaborate? Yes, just a little different. And then he keeps going in a circle is the problem. All right, let's go to the next sidebar. Page 64. So we got a few more questions before the sidebar. What, if any, evidence does this correlate with behavior indicative of IPV perpetration? Answer, again, this is intimidation, psychological abuse, where you're solely trying to emotionally... Mr. Dennison, objection, Your Honor. Can we be heard? The court, okay. Sidebar. This is a form of him saying that this is psychological abuse. This is the exact thing we're going to preclude him from talking about. Ms. Bredahoff, I don't agree, Your Honor. He testified to the risk factors. One of the risk factors, the court, I'm sorry, risk factors. This is not about risk factors. Dennison said, that question, I like. I think it's responsive. But the answer after the court, if you can just get him there with the risk factors, you'll be fine. Bredahoff, thank you. Open court. Dr. Spiegel, if you can answer the question, what, if any, evidence is this correlating to the risk factors for IPV? Again, I think the violence comes through. Dennison, objection. Move to strike. Just the evidence of risk factors if you can. The court, all right. The evidence of risk factors would be accepting more than average degree of violence as well as psychological abuse. Then we get to the next sidebar. Dr. Spiegel, it's not into evidence yet. I'm going to ask you to take a look at this. It's one of the documents that you had 
that reflected the amount of medication that Mr. Depp was on as of October 26, 2014. Um, and this is an email from Debbie Lloyd. Yes. Now, can you tell the jury we've got Seroquel, 50 milligrams, objection hearsay. Ms. Bredehoff, I haven't finished asking the question yet. Well, you're asking him to read off what's in these. Let's approach. The court said the hearsay is going to take over. And so that's why Bredehoff cuts off the court and says, right, I'm going to ask him how much Seroquel he was taking per day and what the significance of that was. I'm going to do the same with the Adderall. Going to do the same with newer, whatever the newer ones we were asking about. Dennison, the document did not get into evidence. There's no foundation for this document other than the question. Ms. Bredehoff, he's entitled to rely on hearsay, Your Honor. He can rely on it, but you can't get the hearsay in. So he can say Johnny Depp was on medication, but you can't read out how much medication he's on. The court said he isn't saying how much. He can do a hypothetical if someone takes him around. Do you agree with that? Dennison said, yeah, he could do a hypothetical. The court, he can do a hypothetical. Bredehoff, all right, I'll ask him that way. Thank you. Michelle, can you scroll up? Because now they're trying to get this in. So Dr. Spiegel, if someone was taking 50 MEG, is that milligrams? Milligrams. Milligrams of Seroquel, 25 milligrams of Seroquel, 50 milligrams of Seroquel, and 50 all in one day, how would that impact them? And then he's going through all of the medications. Let's get to the next sidebar. We're now on page 72. This is still during Bredehoff's questioning. Were there any more articles about Pirates of the Caribbean prior to the op-ed in December of 2018? There was an article on October 28th, The Hollywood Reporter. I don't know if this is the same. I think we finished with Spiegel. So let me back up. Somewhere in this, we finished with Dr. Spiegel and are on to a new witness. Because we didn't see a sidebar with the, do I have to answer that? Which I'm really surprised by, because I remember that. This is Catherine Arnold. So this is the next witness. So at some point, they finished Spiegel's testimony. I'm really surprised that we didn't get into the do I have to answer that. And I'm, I'm surprised we didn't see any sidebars on that. Maybe there weren't any. It was just a, Your Honor, and let me, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to search for it. Here's the, here's the feisty bit that I was very curious about. Let's see. Um, what did you use as a baseline, as a baseline for processing speed? This is during cross-examination talking about Johnny Depp. Yeah, for analyzing Mr. Depp before you watched his deposition. What is the baseline for that? Yes. I mean, I guess my baseline would be probably how I've seen him impact in public. That's probably interact in public. How I've seen him interact with others. I've seen him interact in media. I've seen him interact while, um, and his processing speed is certainly not slow. I've seen him do commercials. His process speed was not slow. In deposition, didn't you say that what you did was compare Mr. Depp's performance in lots of Pirates movies against his deposition testimony? What I said was I've seen Mr. Depp do apology ads. I remember he did an apology ad with indiscernible, no delay in processing speed. I've seen him interact with the media regarding that. I saw no delay in processing speed. All I'm saying, let me ask you about pirates, though. You compared pirates to the depositions in this case. And I apologize for what I said, that I misspoke. You misspoke? You didn't make the comparison? Right now, just a second ago, just a second ago, I may have said that. I misspoke. I apologize. I misspoke. Okay, because you didn't, because you know you can't compare pirates to sworn testimony, right? Yes. Okay. 
But you can, as an aside. But you can, as an aside. You can judge someone's processing speed at any time. Like, I'm judging yours now, right now. You're judging mine. And we all judge processing speed as a baseline because of what we know about each other. I would say your processing speed right now is not slow. So, I mean, we're judging processing speed. I'm just saying to you, what? 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 Yeah, so any of Mr. Depp's other portrayals and movies, did that affect your analysis of processing speed? I've only seen him interact on interviews, and that was it, when he wasn't in the movies. Right, but Willy Wonka doesn't matter to you? You've seen that movie, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory? Did that look, did you look at that when you were comparing processing speed? Do I have to answer that question, Your Honor? The court, you have to answer questions. Yes, sir. No. You would be happy to know I didn't see Willy Wonka. I didn't see 21 Jump Street when it happened. No, I didn't. What an absolute mess. This whole thing was an absolute mess. Um, I see that you guys are asking for Amber Heard's cross-examination. Did we not do the cross-examination? Did I forget to do the cross-examination? Let's do that next. I love that Denison's like, you don't care about Willy Wonka? It was one of the most iconic parts of that trial. Um, let me figure out which day we came back for cross-examination. I think it was after the break. So day 17. Let me go pull that real quick. We are now jumping back in time, back in time to day 17 of trial, May 16th. I was, um, we just finished Dr. Spiegel and I'd forgotten we hadn't finished Amber Heard's testimony because there were a lot more sidebars in Heard's testimony than there were in Depp's testimony. So because, well, because Elaine, because Elaine, that's why. Good morning. Do we have any preliminary matters before the jury comes out? A couple, Your Honor. I'm not surprised. They've been on a week-long break. The court, what do we got? Good morning. Ms. Vasquez, good morning. Ms. Bredehoff. The first one is an exhibit. 188A. And this is already in evidence. Yes, Your Honor. It needs some redactions. The court, are they... Okay, are they the redactions for 188A? Okay, got it. Rottenborn. The next thing, Your Honor, we have a brief that we just filed under seal this morning to keep the identities of the jurors sealed for one year following the verdict. Okay, do you have any objection to that, Mr. Chu? I don't. I don't think so. I remember when they did this, it was like, it was it was an odd timing thing. The court said, I think that would be fine. Actually, I think they would feel comfortable to do that. Mr. Rottenborn, okay, if that's what we thought. All right, I'll grant that. Want to read it first? If we could, Your Honor, the court, take a look. I'll put it to the side and maybe this afternoon I'll sign it. Rottenborn, thanks, Your Honor. Mr. Chu, Your Honor, we have two very brief ones. Um, one relates to the article that dealt with a piece of evidence that Your Honor had excluded because it was submitted late. Okay, so clearly the result of the bench conference was leaked to their PR person who quoted it in an article who sent the article to Lockhart, so you probably haven't had a chance to see it, but clearly it's been leaked. And the court said, you don't know who leaked it, though. Mr. Chu said, we don't know who leaked it. Ms. Vasquez, it was transferred as a photograph, Your Honor. The court right. Ms. Vasquez, thank uh, that you, the court said, okay, we believe it was planted. Ms. Bredehoff said, we believe it was planted by Mr. Depp's side. I don't remember what article this is about. 
We believe it was planted by Mr. Depp's side. We think Mr. Waldman leaked or modified it this past weekend. We can look at the, this is important. This is the photo that they say we released. So if you can see there, Your Honor, somebody in this courtroom took a picture of the, yeah, I think that's from Court TV, unfortunately. Ms. Vasquez said, that's the photograph, Your Honor. Ms. Bredehoff, the photograph is, the photograph is the one, the court, yeah, unfortunately, that's from Court TV. Mr. Chu, the photograph was one, Your Honor, excluded. We obviously wouldn't leak something. This is the split lip she had. The court, well, the jury's not supposed to be looking at anything. I really don't know who's doing anything. Mr. Chu, no, we understand. We would hope there would be some kind of the court, well, I can tell you that I wasn't thrilled that both of them made public statements either. <laughs> the PR teams during the break. I was not thrilled about that at all. So that's both sides. So that, I do know, came from their source. So I would appreciate it if we don't do any more public statements in the middle of trial. Correct? Both sides. Bredehoff, right, that was PR. The court said, well, that should still be, Mr. Chu understood, Your Honor. Bredehoff understood, Your Honor. Mr. Chu just cuts off, just cuts it off. Yes, we understand. That was both PR teams. Uh, Mr. Chu, we understand that. The final matter is, Your Honor, has heard about the Asta la Muerte knife. The court, the knife, yes. Mr. Chu, we would like to bring it into the courtroom. You know, obviously we need your honor's approval to do that because it's a weapon. Okay, for Mr. Chu, just to show um, the court, this is for closing or is it going to be evidence? Mr. Chu, just for cross, just to show the, the court the cross. Mr. Chu, because she's now saying that these alleged abuses occurred earlier than she is changing the story. But the point is it's all the more probative to show the jury how unlikely it would be that she were actually getting beat to have this knife. The court, all right, so you won't put it into evidence, but you want to bring it in for a demonstrative. They want to show how big the knife is. Because on a photo, you can't really understand how large something is. So he wants to bring in the physical knife. All right, so you won't put it into evidence, but you want to bring it as a demonstrative. Two. We want to bring it in, but we wanted your honor's approval. The court, any objection? That's fine, Bredehoff. Let the deputies know. We will. We just wanted to ask you for us. Bredehoff, one more thing, your honor. It's about the transcript. I looked at the argument on the motion to strike and the response motion to strike, and Mr. Chu called Amber Heard a serial abuser. That she not only abused Mr. Depp, but others as well, which is a violation of the motion in Lemonade. There's no evidence that's come out on that. The court said, Although the jury wasn't here, Ms. Bredehoff, no, 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 the court, okay. Ms. Bredehoff, my point is to say that he did say that, and it's not in evidence yet. Yet. She knows. She knows. I'm going to get the final text because I don't have it. I don't want to interrupt your honor, but I do want to make sure that we don't have that happening in closings, for example. We're not even there yet, Elaine. Mr. Chu, I don't remember whether I said that or not. The court said, I don't know, but the jury wasn't here. Mr. Chu said, if I said that, if that was said, Ms. Bredehoff, correct, the jury was not here. He called her a serial abuser to Mr. Depp and others. Ms. Vasquez, your honor, respectfully, there was evidence already. Dr. Curry testified that she hadn't reviewed her transcripts and Rocky Pennington swears. Rocky Pennington testified that Amber had struck her too. So that is in evidence. Bredehoff, that's not abusive. Um, Mr. Chu, sure it is. 
So let me get this straight, Elaine. When, when Amber hits someone, it's not abusive. But when Johnny Depp slams cabinets, it is abusive. Okay. Ms. Bredehoff, that's not abusive. Mr. Chu, sure it is. The court, right, it doesn't matter. It's a non sequitur, actually. Mr. Chu, violence against women, it certainly is. The court, all right, let's go. Welcome back. Thank you. The court's like, stop it. Stop it. Stop it. We're done. We're done. Mr. Chu and Elaine are just like, wah, wah, wah. <sighs> thank you, Your Honor. Open court. Are we ready for the jury then? Yes. Bring the jury. The jury is now coming in. Let's get to the first sidebar. Or sidebar number one. Page four. Amber Heard is still on direct. Oh, wait, we did that one. Amber Heard is still on direct. We got 10 pages of testimony on the rest of direct of Amber Heard before we got to this. Um, we are talking about an exhibity, a recording between Mr. Depp and Ms. Heard. What number? 390. Any objection? I'm sorry, Your Honor. The court, okay. May we approach? Okay. Your Honor, I have an objection to defense counsel using plaintiff's exhibits. The court said that's fair game. Indirect examination, that's fair game. Okay, thank you. Yeah, Elaine, no. Or uh, Camille, no. You can't say they can't use our exhibits in direct. Once the exhibits are in, you get to use them. So no, no, that's not going to happen. No, no, Camille, you can't do that. I don't want them using our exhibits. False. Let's see. Uh, Ms. Vasquez, objection calls for speculation. Question, don't use the word hallucinate. Sorry, just describe what led you to believe. Your Honor, objection. This is Elaine trying to like bury the objection and like put the answers in, which you can't do. You can't direct your witness. Like, don't say that word. Just say these words. The court also sustained the objection. Ms. Bredehoff, thank you, Your Honor. Please tell the jury what you observed. Ms. Vasquez, Your Honor, may we approach? The court, okay. Ms. Vasquez, she's coaching the witness and she's testifying. It's so inappropriate. I agree. It was. It was wild. Ms. Bredehoff, she's allowed to. She described... You've missed the point. The point is, this is a sidebar about your behavior, Elaine, not about what Amber is testifying to. Ms. Bredoff, she's allowed to do. She described the court, what she observed. She's talking about your questions. Ms. Bredoff, I'm sorry, I didn't hear that. The court, yeah, just your questions are leading to the answers. I mean, just what she observed, just what she saw. Bredoff, that's fine, the court. Thank you. Ms. Bredoff, please tell the jury what you observed. All right, a few pages later. Let's see. We have the morning recess. All right. Are we ready? Yes, Your Honor. Your Honor, could we come up? Sure. Mr. Chu, two things. One, they've issued another statement. We'd ask them to withdraw the statement. The court started in the morning saying no more statements from PR. And they are at the morning recess at 1030. And Mr. Chu's like, they've issued another statement, Your Honor. Ms. Bredehoff, I'm not aware of any statements, Your Honor. Mr. Nadelhoff, I have no idea what they're talking about. Mr. Chu, another press statement since your order. Ms. Bredehoff, I'm unaware. Ms. Vasquez, it's in People Magazine. The court just now, Mr. Chu, yeah. Ms. Bredehoff, I have been physically at the podium, Your Honor, since you talked to me. Mr. Nadelhoff, I have no idea what he's talking about. Ms. Vasquez, well, the first thing I did when you admonished us, I contacted our PR. The court, has anyone contacted the PR to tell them that they can't? Ms. Vasquez, yeah, but they retracted. Mr. Nadelhoff, I think we did. The court, this morning, right? Mr. Nadelhoff, did you contact PR and tell them, Ms. Bredehoff, not to issue 
Any statements? Mr. Nadelhoff, this morning? Ms. Bredehoff, yeah. The court, this morning, right? Mr. Rottenborn, right after there were statements that were issued from, I understand, both sides before your honor ruled. The court, right. I understand. Nadelhoff. And I told him, and he's not done anything since then. There's been no statement. Ms. Vasquez, there's a statement, your honor. I can read it to you. Oh, the fight over PR in this case. These PR, the PR people are just like, what? We're going to do whatever. And the lawyers are like, we didn't know. It's your job to control the team. <sighs> Mr. Nadelhoff, I mean, it may have been that came out after the ruling, but the statement was made whenever what, whatever was said, and I don't know what it was, it would have been before you said it. I can show you the email for it. Mr. Chu, we would ask that the statement be retracted since it's after your honors. Mr. Bredehoff, how can you retract a statement? Mr. Nadelhoff, what's that? The court, can you retract a statement? Yes, you can. Mr. Nadelhoff, I can let him know. I can ask him, sure, Mr. Chu. Also, we had a motion on prior acts of violence. Okay, before the cross. Vasquez, before the cross. Mr. Chu, we want to give you an opportunity to review it before cross. All right, I'll review it. All right, thank you. The court, he was just about to go out so he could contact him. Vasquez, yes. Thank you, Your Honor. Thank you, Your Honor. Let's see. If, uh, Your Honor, if we could, this is Vasquez, have an instruction to the witness, she's not to characterize, quote, so I told my therapist or I told my friend, but I can't tell you what I told them. That's inappropriate. Because, right, Amber started doing this in her testimony. She started saying, oh, I guess I can't tell you what I told them. And you're like commenting on the court's rulings. I told my friend, but I can't tell you what I told them. That's inappropriate. She's characterizing hearsay. And it's a complete contradiction of Ms. Bredehoff. I agree. She's not allowed to say hearsay. But she can tell things and then say what she did as a result. And that's perfectly appropriate. Ms. Vasquez. The problem I have is she's literally looking at the jury saying, well, I can't tell you what I told my therapist, but let me tell you. Ms. Bredehoff, she's able to, Your Honor has ruled that she can. The court, I know that she can, but just to testify, not to characterize things. That's all. Ms. Bredehoff, I think she's doing her best, but I can discuss her testimony with her, but I can't discuss her testimony with her. So, Mr. Chu, she knows exactly what she's doing. Oh, Elaine's like, what, Your Honor? She's doing the best that she can. And Mr. Chu's like, no. The court, do you want to just tell her real quickly she's not to characterize just what she observed and what she saw? Miss Bredehoff, you didn't either. You didn't prep your witness or you prepped your witness to try to skirt the court rules. What? What is it? Did you prep your witness or did you prep your witness to try to sidestep the court's rulings? I have questions. Ms. Bredehoff, well, I, I think she's trying to do that. I mean, I don't know what I'm supposed to tell her, you know? I think, Mr. Chu, she keeps saying, she said it four or five times. She's saying to the jury, well, I can't tell you, but this is what I understand. The court, well, if it happens again, I'll have to admonish her myself. And you don't want the judge admonishing your client in front of the jury. Ms. Bredehoff said, all right. It'll be fine. You don't want your client admonished in front of the jury, Elaine. That's not fine. That's bad. That's real bad. The court, okay, thank you. Mr. Chu, thank you. Ms. Vasquez, thank you. Open court. All right, are we ready for the jury? Yes, Your Honor. That's page 29. Let's get to page 33. This is about IO 
um, tell us who that person was. Io, Io till it right, Io till it right. Okay. And then you put them on the speakerphone with Johnny right in front of Johnny. Okay. What happened next? It'll, I allowed for an opportunity for Io to say why this is impossible. Ms. Vasquez objection hearsay. Because again, it's what she said. Ms. Bredehoff, it's not offered to prove the truth of the matter that's asserted, Your Honor. It's explaining the context that leads to the next act. We had a week of sidebars talking about context. Fucking hell. It's explaining the context that leads to the next ask. Acts. Ms. Uh, Ms. Vasquez, Your Honor, it's being offered to prove. Ms. Bredehoff, we're not here. We're not here about whether I owe. The court, I'll sustain the objection. Next question. Ms. Bredehoff, all right. All right. So I owe is talking. You can't tell us what he said, okay? Objection, Your Honor, may we approach. This is now, again, Bredehoff testifying and uh, coaching the witness. And I think Elaine sees it as like, how am I supposed to get her to answer properly without telling her what? Sidebar, the court, yes, ma'am, Ms. Vasquez. Now Ms. Bredehoff is doing what we just, the court said that was an instruction. I don't have a problem with that. That's fine. Ms. Vasquez, thanks, Your Honor. So now the court is saying, okay, take a breath, Camille. She has to tell her witness somehow what she's not allowed to say, because this is a mess. All right. Ms. Vasquez, objection, Your Honor. Ms. Bredehoff, I think she can provide the context. The court will sustain the objection. Next question. So please continue. Johnny hears this and he's on the stairs. And then we go through her soliloquy. Let's try to get to the next sidebar. A few pages later, page 37. Let's see. And would you describe to the jury what this is a picture of? This is my face after Johnny threw a phone at it. Okay. Ms. Bredehoff, I'm going to... Now, Michelle, ask you to pull up Defendant 708. And does this accurately depict the scene portrayed in this picture? That's a weird question. Yes, it does. All right. And I also see that there is a little, what we call metadata item on there. How do you get that onto a picture? How does that happen? Can you just describe it briefly? Objection, speculation, lack of foundation. It's also compound. If you want to approach, oh, the fucking metadata. Sidebar, lacks foundation, speculation, hearsay, Ms. Bredehoff, it's not a lack of foundation. I'm asking her how it gets on there. She doesn't know what Amber, you're telling me Amber Heard's a metadata expert? Where was the, who was it? Was the photo taken on a phone? So she's a metadata expert on the iOS operating system or was it taken on a camera? Is she a metadata expert on a Canon or a Sony? I'm asking her how it gets there. She doesn't know. She can guess but she doesn't know how they put it on there. They put it on there at the time they took the picture. The court, she's not here as an expert. She's just here, Ms. Bredehoff, right. It doesn't require expert testimony. It doesn't. This is on the next series of photos, Your Honor, and it's on there because they put it on there as the picture was being taken. Who puts it on there as the picture is being taken? The camera? The iOS? Can that be manipulated? Can you change the date? I could put whatever fucking date I want on my Sony camera. And then it would show that the photo was being taken in, you know, 1997. I'm not a metadata expert. Your Honor, and it's on there because they put it on there as the picture was being taken. You have it on your iPhone. Everybody has it on their iPhone. They can press that button and that's part of it. It's not an extra feature. Elaine, you don't understand. You don't understand. Can the date and time be changed? On the, 
How does the system put it on there? Is it actual metadata? Was it manipulated? Oh my God, Ms. Vasquez, but that's not, that's inaccurate. So the picture is taken, obviously it's taken without that. After the fact, what you can do is just put on just a little eye icon just to show when the picture was taken. That can be manipulated, of course, Your Honor. And what I suspect they did was took a screenshot of a phone, her iPad, and that has the information bar on the top of the picture. Ms. Bredehoff, so she can testify what she did and they can have an expert in their case. Ms. Vasquez, that's hearsay, Your Honor. Ms. Bredehoff, this is on the pictures, Your Honor. Just because it's on a picture doesn't mean it's not hearsay, Elaine. Ma'am, do you, do you not realize that text on a page or a picture can also be hearsay? Because it can also be a statement. Are, are you thinking it's only words coming out of the mouth? That's hearsay, Your Honor. This is on one of the pictures, Your Honor. Ms. Vasquez, no. <laughs> no. The court, she can testify as to how she put it on the pictures is fine. You can cross-examine on it. We're not going to get into what metadata is or any of that. Ms. Bredehoff, I wasn't going to. I was just trying to explain how it got on there. Okay, thank you. Okay, thank you. Ms. Bredehoff, can you please explain how this particular item got on the pictures? It's a feature that was on iPhotos. You know, where the pictures are sorted on your phone, you typically push info. Um, Objection, metadata, metadata, metadata. Sidebar. Metadata is not hearsay, Your Honor. It's not hearsay. It's not an out-of-court statement. It's just like a photo. It's just like a video. That's part, Ms. Vasquez, no. That's the DNA. Ms. Bredehoff, that's not an out-of-court statement. It's not by acoustic. Elaine, out-of-court statements can be not just verbal. The court, okay, okay, yes, ma'am. Ms. Vasquez, it's the DNA of the photograph. Batch DNA, which can be manipulated. It is text and it is hearsay. Ms. Bredehoff, it's not an article or statement and we have expert witnesses, Your Honor. Ms. Vasquez, that can testify to it. The court, they can testify to it until we have an expert witness. I'll sustain the objection. Right, bring the expert in. Yes, I see the chat. Camille seems flabbergasted because all of this is ridiculous to fight over. This doesn't come in till the expert testifies. And they got to choose the order of the witness. They could have had the expert testify before Amber heard, and then it wouldn't be an issue. But until the expert comes in, it doesn't come in. Now they're back in open court, and Bredehoff is making quips to make it seem like something's being hidden from the jury, my opinion. Bredehoff says, I'm trying to figure out how to move this faster within the rules. Like the, oh, I'm just, oh, the court's coming down on me. If you weren't trying to constantly admit things that weren't admissible evidence, it wouldn't seem like the court's constantly coming down on you. But you keep trying to admit things that are improper, that are not evidence, that are impermissible. And I think this is part of a strategy that Elena is like, see, the court's keeping out this mountain of evidence. It's not evidence because it's not proper. One page later, 708 metadata. Uh, we already did that one. Oh, later, later that same page, Emily, just keep going. And they redacted the metadata. Okay. I would like the record to reflect that this was the photo that was shown to Officer Sands. Objection, Your Honor. Ms. Bredehoff, Your Honor, we couldn't put them in at the time. We hadn't identified them. Now the jury should be entitled to know which photo was shown. And now she's arguing in front of the jury. Ms. Vasquez, Your Honor, we asked to approach. The court okay approached. Ms. Vasquez, Your Honor, I, the court, I believe it is in the record 
That's the one we didn't get in within the deposition because Ms. Bredehoff said they hadn't been identified yet. The court said because they hadn't been identified yet. So they were the ones used in deposition. Ms. Bredehoff, yes, and I've got them linked up exactly to the exhibit numbers. The court, I'll allow it, okay? Vasquez, thank you, okay. So these were the ones shown and they were linked together as the ones being shown. And Camille's like, they didn't get in because they hadn't been authenticated by Amber Heard, which means they're fine. Now that Amber Heard has said, yes, these are this, um, we can go forward with it. All right, next sidebar. Let's see what they're talking about. Uh, the court again, you're still under oath. Come back at 140. This is a lunch break. Um, what do we have? Do you want to come somebody sidebar? Um, Ms. Bredehoff, that's all the audios from this morning. The court, thank you. And this is redacted. All right, which one? They're going through exhibits. And your honor, denying the, the metadata on the photos does not constitute hearsay. The court, it wasn't hearsay. Foundation was the main issue. Ms. Bredehoff, I didn't have the opportunity to ask her. The court, no, but the foundation, we're going to get, we're going to get through the expert. That's what we said. Okay. Ms. Bredehoff, right? Mr. Rottenborn, this is just an agreed, this is just an agreed order from the motion about the jurors' identities. It's it's not an agreed order, but it's an order signed. Mr. Chu, we agree, but we haven't seen the brief. We just object to some of the characterizations about Mr. Depp. The court, okay, I understand, Mr. Chu, but we agree to the ruling. The court, do you have any objection to them t uh, to me telling them during jury instruction? Mr. Chu, no. Mr. Rottenborn, and that was specifically in our brief. We think those should be done prior to deliberations. The court just said she was going to do it during jury instruction. That's before deliberations were Rottenborn. I was just going to make it part of my incorporating jury instruction. Mr. Chu, we have no objection. The court, fine. Anything else? No, bring the jury. All right. <laughs> Ms. Bredehoff, Your Honor, I would like to move the admission of Defendant's Exhibit 155. The court, any objection? Ms. Bredehoff, that's the makeup palette. Ms. Vasquez, no objection. 155 in evidence. Uh, do we have it there? We have pictures. All right, 155 in evidence. Yes, ma'am. Ms. Bredehoff, thank you. Michelle, can you bring up uh, Depp Exhibit? Let's get to the next. We're on page 55. We've gotten all the way to page 59 before the next sidebar. So many fucking sidebars. Ms. Bredehoff, and what are you talking about there, Amber? That even though Johnny told me that his guards would say whatever he needed them to say, that they were the same guards who had told me that I would lose my life this way. Ms. Vasquez, objection, Your Honor, hearsay, the court, all right, objection. Ms. Bredehoff, it came in through the tape. So that's all right. That's fine. Ms. Vasquez, Your Honor, the court, if we could approach, please. Ms. Bredehoff, I'm sorry. The court said, you cannot keep commenting on the evidence. Elaine said, I'm sorry, before she even got to the bench. Because Elaine saw the look on the judge's face. And the look on the judge's face must have been fucking death. Because Elaine's like, I'm sorry. You cannot keep commenting on the evidence. Ms. Bredehoff, I'm sorry. The court, please do not do that again. It comes in when it comes in. Do not talk to the jury about that. Bredehoff, okay. The court, okay. Ms. Vasquez, thank you, Your Honor. Open court. Michelle, can you bring this up? And then they play audio. We are now like a half a page later. Um, This is pledged versus donated. And Elon Musk. Before we get to that, did anyone make donations to the Children's Hospital or ACLU on your behalf during that time period? Yes, Elon also. Elon, who was my boyfriend at the time, had his own charitable contributions that he had that he made. 
He made $500,000 to both in my honor, in my name in 2017, I believe. And have you completely fulfilled your donations to the ACLU and Children's Hospital? I have not. And why not? Because Johnny sued me for $50 million in March of 2019. And I've spent over $6 million. Ms. Vasquez, objection, your honor. This is a motion in limine. Ms. Bredehoff, that part was supposed to come in. Well, we see your plan, Elaine. That part was supposed to come in. Elaine was just told moments ago by the court to stop commenting on the evidence. And here we are again with Elaine commenting on the evidence. Also, Amber didn't pay $6 million. Her insurance company did. We've seen all the insurance paperwork. She's lying on the stand. I have spent over $6 million. No, you haven't. Farmers has. And they're in a fight with New York Marine over it. That's not your money. You didn't pay it. Amber Heard is straight up on the stand trying to say that she did not pay the $7 million she pledged because she has spent $6 million fighting this lawsuit. That is the insinuation here. But she didn't pay it. Insurance paid it. So you can't leave the insinuation that she paid $6 million, and that's why she didn't pay these donations, because she didn't spend that money on legal bills, which is why Camille's like, objection. Because it wasn't her money. It was her insurance policy. Um, she spent $6 million of her insurance money. Yes, that's not her paying it. It's, uh, it's a lie. It was a pledge. And she's, she's fully comfortable straight up lying on the stand. It's wild to me. And that's why Camille objects immediately. <sighs> so, and we've seen that from all of the insurance litigation. At the time, it was suspected. Now it's known that $6 million is what insurance paid. The more you know. Ms. Bredehoff, that part was supposed to come in. Yeah, I'm sure, Elaine. Morgan Shaw, that is not correct. Insurance companies don't pay out defamation by malice. This is misinformation, Emily. It is not. I have covered all of the insurance litigation, and they are still fighting it. But Farmers has paid out $6 million in legal fees and a million dollars in judgment. And they are still fighting in court with New York Marine. So if you want to read those lawsuits, you can, but it is not misinformation. They have paid for the lawyers in this case, and they have not sought to have Amber Heard reimburse them. So if you want to go through that, it's all in the insurance litigation that I break down. It is not misinformation. It is the truth. It is what is in all of the lawsuits that farmers paid $6 million. New York Marine and farmers are fighting over who's reimbursing who for that money. Oh, I do mean travelers. You're right. That is misinfo. I do mean travelers. Travelers paid it. I was stuck with we are farmers. No, travelers. You are correct. I did get the insurance name wrong. Facts correct. Insurance company incorrect. Travelers versus New York Marine. So. With all of that, um, we are not farmers. Apologies, we are travelers. 
Travelers paid $6 million. They're fighting with New York Marine. I covered all of the litigation in that suit so far. New York Marine doesn't want to pay half. Travelers does. Travelers is like, you put in on this. And New York Marine's like, we're not putting in on this. Could Travelers go and get that money back from Amber Heard? They haven't tried. So, all right. Not farmers. Sorry, no slander to farmers. <laughs> so now we're at a sidebar. Elaine's like, that was supposed to come in. Ms. Bredehoff, that particular part was supposed to come in and nothing else. That was the ruling. Ms. Vasquez, we moved it. It's filed from me, the court. I don't have it with me. Sorry, we have, we've had the investiture here. Okay, Ms. Bredehoff, Your Honor, it's on page nine. The court of the order, Ms. Bredehoff of the order. The court, okay, you've got the order. Good, Ms. Bredehoff, yeah. The court, page nine, now the order. Page nine, this is it. There's two different orders. The court, this is the one I signed. Ms. Bredehoff, right. This is signed by you on April 10th. The court, right. Ms. Bredehoff, yeah, it says, if Ms. Heard opens the door as to who's paying her attorney's fees, Mr. Depp must first seek permission from the court outside of the jury for raising the issue on this. And Mr. Musk may be asked about his payment, if any, of attorney's fees. And the court may give appropriate instructions. What we said specifically at the hearing is that we were going to say, and she spent $6 million in attorney's fees. The court, we're not going to be able to Ms. Bredehoff, Your Honor, I can't hear you. The court, I'm sorry. Ms. Bredehoff, what we said at the hearing is that we're going to say that she spent $6 million on attorney's fees, and this is the rest. All the rest of this is not allowed. The court said, if you're going to say $6 million, then everything is allowed. Ms. Bredehoff, well, it, the court, you've got to go by the hearing. That's not in the order. Ms. Bredehoff, right. But I think then it says they open up the doors so they can ask her who's paying. Ms. Vasquez, we haven't even cross-examined her, Your Honor. The court, they haven't opened the door. Ms. Bredehoff, but my understanding. So here's what just happened. The court said that Elaine et al. were allowed to get into this if Depp's team opened the door by asking about it. Elaine, you can't get into this unless they open the door for it. And then Elaine's like, but, but, and then Camille goes, we haven't even talked to her yet. We can't have opened the door. So yes, chat, you can't open the door by yourself. She's trying to open the door herself. And you can't, that doesn't work. You can't open the door yourself. The court says they haven't opened the door. Ms. Bredehoff, but my understanding was that we no, no, no. The question is whether we open the door to the attorney's fees and they can ask certain questions. <sighs> there's all kind of tears in there, Your Honor. There's the insurance company. There's the reference to the attorneys, et cetera. There's all these other things. But we specifically said we would be asking her that. I'll get the hearing transcript. Ms. Vasquez, I did not hear that question. The court, and now they can ask her. They don't have to approach me now. They can ask her all about the attorney's fees. Ms. Bredehoff, that's fine. They can ask who's paying. The court, who's paying? Insurance, everything? Ms. Vasquez, insurance and Elon Musk. The court, I mean, if you ask the question, that opens the door for them to ask her who's paying all of her attorney's fees. Ms. Bredehoff, okay. The court, okay. Ms. Bredehoff, thank you, Your Honor. Thank you, Your Honor. So she sat there and said, 
I paid $6 million in attorney's fees. When in reality, she paid an insurance premium years prior and has not paid a dime in insurance fee or in attorney's fees because others have paid them, which is fine. I don't give a shit who pays your attorney's fees. The problem is the insinuation. And the insinuation is that because she paid out of her pocket $6 million in attorney's fees, she couldn't pay the amounts that she pledged to insurance. And that's not the case. It is an improper insinuation. So, because insurance capped it at $6 million and the attorney's fees went way over that. Oh, boy. So going back to that then, could you afford to continue making payments to the ACLU and Children's Hospital? Elaine, no! Elaine, no! Elaine, this is not going to help you. No. What, if any, intention did you have to fulfill your pledges and donations to these organizations? I still fully intend to honor all of my pledges. So Elaine then led her client down this rabbit hole where it can be proved that she is not being truthful. She is leaving an insinuation that she did not make those payments because of this lawsuit, and that's not true. So Elaine dug this hole with her own shovel. Not at all. This is why this became such a big deal in trial, because she was caught on the stand telling things to the jury that aren't true. And the jury instruction says, if you find that a witness has lied, you don't have to believe them about anything, which is part of why this was argued so much. <laughs> Geek Girl said, I use improper insinuation and lie synonymously. <laughs> it's a mess. What if any deadlines are there on your pledges and donations to the ACLU or Children's Hospital? There are none. They understand. I wonder if it would have been better for Team Heard if she had said, I said that on television, I intended to do it, and then I wasn't getting any more work because of all of this, and then I couldn't make those donations. Instead of doubling down on, no, I paid it. I think there was a better way to tell this story. Oh, man, next sidebar. I love that Camille Vasquez is like, insurance paid it. And Elon Musk. I was wondering where the, because insurance had a cutoff at $6 million and stop paying it. Let's see. Ms. Bredehoff says, if you can pull up Defendant's Exhibit 245, but Your Honor, I'm going to ask the court. I've It's already in evidence. Ms. Bredehoff, Your Honor, if I may approach real quick, because I think we can move this along faster if we do this ahead of time. The court, okay. The court, okay, 245, it's in evidence as redacted. Ms. Bredehoff, yes, but the one that's in evidence doesn't have the full redaction. It has a tile still in there, and quickly what I'm suggesting is replacing it. The court says, okay. This is Elaine being conscientious, which is nice, um, Ms. Bredehoff. And it's so that it has it has the tile in it, and this has full redactions. I have a copy of it. The court, what's the difference between this one and the one we have? So the one that's in evidence is not redacted on the title. The court, well, I mean, I can make this A. What's in evidence is in evidence. It doesn't change, but if you want... Uh, 1246A, Ms. Bredehoff, then I'll just, to move it along, the court, you don't have any objection, Ms. Vasquez? No. The court, so 126, 1246A, Ms. Bredehoff, 1246, 1245, is 1245 already in evidence, Ms. Bredehoff, this is the redacted, okay, so 1246, and then they're talking about 
evidence exhibit numbers, they need to keep them straight if there's two different versions because of appeals. All right. They just talked about um, all of the evidence numbers. The court will strike that question for the record. Disregard. Um, Ms. Bredehoff, what was your understanding of whose behalf Mr. Waldman was making those statements? Objection. Black Foundation calls for speculation. I think it also calls for a legal conclusion. The court, if you want to approach again, that's not what we just said here. Oh, I missed one. I missed a sidebar. This is the publishing. It's not about Johnny. The only one who thought it was about Johnny was Johnny. This is interesting because this changed in rebuttal too. No, it's not about Johnny. The only one who thought it was about Johnny is Johnny. It's about me. It's about what happened to me after Johnny. It's about what happened to me after I escaped my marriage. It was about me and my life and what I endured once I move on and got a TRO and moved on with my life. It was about what happened to me after. The only one that made it about him, ironically, is Johnny. We actually saw that contradicted later because we saw testimony that um, Amber Heard said, that's why I wrote it about him at some point later in the rebuttal case. And so there were those moments that were tough. Objection, Your Honor. May we approach the court? Sure. Ms. Bredehoff, I thought you were objecting because I couldn't say authentication. Ms. Vasquez, I don't know where the court, what's the relevance of this at the time, Ms. Bredehoff? Just to show that she had the devices, the court also sustained the objection. And then we get to another one here. It's based on three statements. Mr. Waldman, Mr. Depp's attorney made correct. Yes, I'm going to ask Bredehoff if you can pull up defendants 245. Um, okay, 245. Yes, but that's the one in evidence with the full redactions. Okay, so I missed something here. Uh, this is 1245. Let's see. They're still talking about these numbers. Okay, all right, moving it into evidence, no objection. Something else must have happened. Thank you, Your Honor. Ms. Bredehoff, and this is the article that was in the Daily Mail. Did you see that? And then Michelle says, Adam Wallman, Depp's lawyer. Do you see that? I do. And was it false? And then she answers. But then when we go to footnote 14, there's something else that happened. I think we're missing a sidebar. Um, Ms. Vasquez, objection calls for speculation. The court all right sustained the objection. Question, why is this so abs um, absurd? Because Johnny and I lived this. We lived through this. Ms. Vasquez, objection calls for speculation. The court all sustained the objection. Ms. Bredehoff, that's fine. Uh, please tell the jury how you were doing. Ms. Vasquez, objection. That's a legal conclusion. Move to strike counsel's testimony. Ms. Bredehoff says, okay, so I'm going to take you now to the damages that you've suffered as a result of these statements. Objection, that's a legal conclusion. Your Honor, move to strike the counsel's testimony. Come forward. There we go. There's the sidebar we were looking for. Sorry, y'all. The court, for the record, do you want to give me your full question? Ms. Bredehoff, my question is going to be, please tell the jury how your reputation was doing prior to the statements. The court, okay. Ms. Vasquez, it's the first part of it where she said, the court, that wasn't your question. That question's okay. Ms. Vasquez, the second question is fine. The first one. Ms. Bredehoff, I'm sorry, I didn't even, I'll ask the court, all right. Ms. Vasquez, we'll ask that it be stricken. The court, I'll strike that. Thank you, open court. The court will strike that question from the record. Disregard your next question. What was your understanding on whose behalf Mr. Wall was, ma was making those statements? That's not at all what just happened at the sidebar. Vasquez's objection, lack of foundation, calls for speculation. The court, if you want our proof, that's not what we just said here. She, you can ask this question. And then she goes and asks a different question. The court's like, nah! 
If you want to approach again, that's not what we just said. The court, I sustain the objection on that. That's a legal conclusion. That's facts. Ms. Bredehoff, but there wouldn't be, that's the court. Just understanding of who did it. I'll sustain the objection all day long, every day. Damn. Ms. Bredehoff, that's fine. I have other people who can testify. What? Judge A is just like, I will sustain that all day, every day. I said, what you're not going to do is this. Oh my God, the court's losing their mind and we're not even to cross-examination yet. We're not even to cross-examination yet. Judge A is so done. Ms. Bredehoff, so we'll move forward with my other question. How are you, please tell the jury how you were doing reputationally before these three statements. Objection lacks foundation. She can talk about her reputation. The court, I'll allow it. She can talk about her reputation. I agree. Let's see. What is it? The Justice League Aquaman contract. Yes, Your Honor. May we approach? Yes. I'm just getting the copy that the court has here. What's the objection? Objection is hearsay. The court, okay. I don't know why her contract, the court, why the contract? Ms. Brennerhoff, Your Honor, I have a brief on this. It's not hearsay. Contracts are not hearsay in Virginia. Virginia law is if you have a binding contract, then these are legal obligations. The court said, I would really appreciate these briefs prior to testimony. This should have been done in motions in limine. Ms. Bredehoff, Your Honor, I didn't know if she was going to object. The court, you can just assume there's going to be objections. This is exactly what motions in limine are for. This is what motions in limine are for. Sort it out before. Ms. Bredehoff, excellent point by you. <laughs> Touche, Your Honor. Touche. So with legal contracts that have legal consequences at the court, there's legal effect, no relevance to the legal effect here. Ms. Bredehoff, true. <laughs> the court, but there's no... Ms. Bredehoff, these are her documents. It shows how much uh, she was getting paid and that she has options for... The Aquaman and the Aquaman 2. I really do love that Elaine called it the Aquaman and the Aquaman 2. She called it the Aquaman every single time, and I kind of love it the most. It was really funny. I hated what, if anything, I kind of love that she called it the Aquaman. I thought it was hilarious. Here's the thing. Elaine is trying to cite law that says that contracts are not hearsay. I imagine that that case law is when the legal effect of the contract is what's in dispute. Elaine is trying to use the contract to prove damages, not to prove that the contract's in dispute. So these are two different things, very different things. The court said, but it's not a contract dispute case, right? Where it would have legal effect. They're not arguing how much she's entitled to get paid on Aquaman or what her, her obligations were with regard to the Aquaman. They are arguing how much she was getting paid and trying to use this document as evidence of that. The Aquaman 2 has never been, has not been released yet. I think it comes out at the holidays. I don't know. The court, Ms. Bredehoff said, correct, Your Honor, but it's for evidence of damages. The court, well, she can testify to how much she made, but you can't get the contract in. It is hearsay. There is no relevance to its legal effect. 
Ms. Bredehoff, well, I would assert, Your Honor, that the case law says otherwise, but, and the court said, under contract, the law of contracts, you're right. If it was a contract case, I'd be right there with you. That's not where we are. Right. You're not arguing the legal effect of the contract. This is not a case where two sides are arguing fulfilling a contract. She's trying to use it to prove something else. Ms. Bredehoff, so I can ask her questions on each of these? The court, you can ask her. Ms. Bredehoff, I'm going to go through them now, then. I am. The court, you can discuss how much she made. I'm assuming there's no objection to how much she made for L'Oreal. Ms. Vasquez, no. The court, you can ask how much she made. You just can't get the contracts in. The court, thank you. Ms. Bredehoff, so Amber, can you explain to me how much that the contract structure for Justice League and options, just explain to the jury, please. And then it was, how is the deal structured and options for the next movies, et cetera. So that's what they start to get into now. All right, we're on page 72, sidebar 16 of 24. Let's go to the next one, page 76. This is a afternoon break, 325. Ms. Bredehoff, may we approach the court? Sure. I just want to raise further on the payment of attorney's fees. Okay. Ms. Bredehoff, I'm reading this. What this says is that if she opens the door, the court right. Ms. Bredehoff, we can ask if Mr. Musk made any payments. It does not mean that their insurance, insurance comes in. It will be a basis for a mistrial. I would proffer the court the insurance did not pay that $6 million. The court, okay, so insurance didn't pay it. It's not the basis for a mistrial because it's not a personal injury case. Ms. Bredehoff, well, I still think it would make it prejudice for the court. Said So the insurance didn't pay for anything? So can we stay away from insurance then, Ms. Vasquez? Well, that's just not true. Insurance did, is paying the cost. The court for her attorney's fees? Ms. Vasquez, yes. Ms. Bredehoff, she paid $6 million before the insurance company. Mr. Chu, they said that's where the five got capped, according to the ACLU, because she was too expensive. So, Ms. Bredehoff, she paid $6 million. They didn't know they had insurance, the court. And it's not just the $6 million. I mean, she said that she can't pay all the money to the ACLU because she's paying attorney's fees. Ms. Bredehoff, no. She said specifically $6 million. She did not say she's paying for attorney's fees. She did say she was paying attorney's fees. She said, because I've had to pay $6 million. Maybe she got cut off before she said attorney's fees. I think she said attorney's fees. She said because she got sued. No, she said specifically $6 million. She did not say she's paying for attorney's fees. No, I didn't. She can look at the record, Your Honor, but that's not what she said. Ms. Vasquez, that's not true, Your Honor. She actually testified $6 million. Ms. Bredehoff, she did testify to $6 million. The court correct. Ms. Vasquez, she opened the door. Ms. Bredehoff, no, she didn't open the door for insurance. The insurance didn't pay that $6 million. What, has $12 million been paid? Are we at a total of $12 million? Is that what you're telling me, Elaine? That she paid $6 million on top of what the insurance company paid in attorney's fees? Is that what she is trying to say? Ms. Bredehoff, no, she didn't open the door for insurance. The insurance didn't pay that $6 million. What she opened the door was asking if Mr. Musk paid it for her. That's in the order. Your Honor, I don't think there's any reason we need to raise this today. I would like to be able to get the transcript and research it. The court, Mr. Musk may be asked about his payment, if any, of the attorney's fees, and the court will be instructing the jury. It doesn't say anything about insurance, 
So I'm not sure if that was, that can go either way. It's either not part of this motion in limine or it was not, it's not detailed here. Ms. Brotherhuff, right. So I would like the time to get the transcript, Your Honor, because that's, and I would also like to research it because I do believe that would be a basis for moving for a mistrial. Elaine, your client said it. The court, okay. That insurance company is responsible for this payment. All right, this is what we'll do. You can just ask about Mr. Mux and not the insurance, okay? We'll go that way. Ms. Vasquez, at this time, we may have, at this time, may we have opportunity to review the transcript? The court, you can. We did say at the beginning that I granted it in part as far as the insurance company. So yeah, you can review the transcript. Ms. Vasquez said, I want to first. The court said, okay, we'll bring it. Then we'll bring it up. Then we'll bring it today. And right now, that's my ruling. Did you want me to talk about the other motion, Ms. Chu? Yes, your Mr. Chu. Yes, Your Honor. It was. I was hoping we could hear that now. It won't take very long. It's fired under seal, so I assume you want to do it at the bench. We could do it at the bench. I mean, well, you filed it under seal. I mean, we're happy to do it in open court. Mr. Chu said we're happy to do it either way. Ms. Vasquez said just outside the presence of the jury. Mr. Rottenborn said we'd rather do it here. Mr. Brett, Ms. Bredahop, Mr. Rottenborn, can you address it? Mr. Rottenborn, is it okay if I address it, Your Honor? That's fine. Mr. Rottenborn, so keeping in mind, we've just had a very brief, Your Honor, I think we get to go first. Mr. Chu is not, Mr. Chu is not happy at all. Actually, it's our motion, Your Honor. The court, okay, that's fine. I have read it. What else do you want to add? Your Honor, I think there are four reasons why testimony at trial has opened the door to grant Mr. Depp's motion. One, both parties were accused of violence and both have claimed self-defense. We've seen in Exhibits 1 and 2, they're arguing that Elaine opened the door somehow. (sighs) We've seen that in Exhibits 1 and 2. We cited the case in Barnes v. Commonwealth, Your Honor. We see now that it's also, you know, McMahon versus Rounds, which applies in the civil context. Granting motion is also consistent with the court allowing Ms. Heard counsel to cross-examine Mr. Depp about Rocky Brooks. Remember, Rocky Brooks is the one who filed a civil assault claim. That's Exhibits 3 and 4 and allowing Ellen Barkin to testify about Mr. Depp throwing a bottle at the wall not directed at anybody. So that's one reason. The second reason is Ms. Hurd's prior reputation, that is before she met Mr. Depp, is clearly relevant. The arrest of uh, Ms. Ray in 2009 is two years before she met Mr. Depp in the relationship. Clearly, that's relevant here. Mr. Depp's motion in limine as far as prior arrest was granted as to liability, but denied as to reputation because it goes to damages. Your Honor allowed that Mr. Depp was examined about his allegations. We even heard today about L'Oreal and L'Oreal not re-upping her contract. A lot of reasons. One of the reasons could have been she'd been arrested for domestic violence. There is testimony from the ACLU that they considered all the articles. There were a lot of articles about Ms. Heard being arrested for domestic violence. The ACLU considered that. Their only due diligence was asking Ms. Heard her point of view. Your Honor will remember that Ms. Heard's counsel, Mr. Rottenborn, was allowed to ask Mr. Depp about a stack. There's a stack of articles a stack of articles about Mr. Depp's reputation, other things that could have hurt his reputation other than the op-ed. Your Honor assumes that there are articles, several articles about uh, Tasha Van Rie or Ray. We should at least be allowed to show her those articles and ask her about those. So this is going to cross-examination of Amber Heard and whether or not the door has been opened to talk about prior acts of violence. Um, Number four, Your Honor, Ms. Heard self-reported the Tasha incident, both to her own psychologist, Dr. Hughes, and to Dr. Curry. Um, Those are references, exhibits five and six. Finally, Your Honor denied the motion to eliminate. Ms. Heard moved for a motion to eliminate to exclude this. Your Honor denied it. 
The only limitation was, okay, so you're not saying in your opening statement that she's been convicted of assault. I'll just make it a ruling. But we never intended to say she was convicted of the court, which she hasn't been, Mr. Chu, because she wasn't convicted. The court, uh uh-huh. Mr. Chu, that's the only limitation. Number one, the court denied the motion to eliminate. Number two, there are four things that have happened since then. Ms. Hurd opened the door by saying, you don't hit a woman. Number two, since that time, we know that she self-reported to her own doctor and our doctor. Number three, we know and we cited that she claimed self-defense once she said, yes, I did throw a vase at Johnny, but that's because I was defending. She opened the door there. And four, since that time, Your Honor has correctly allowed Mr. Chu pumping up the judge. Your Honor has correctly allowed wise judge, say good judge, correctly allowed Ms. Hurd to ask Mr. Depp about Rocky Brooks and Ellen Barkin and those articles. We think it's only fair, Your Honor, and appropriate that the law allows these limited questions. Mr. Rottenborn, Your Honor, obviously it's no surprise to Mr. Chu. It's no surprise Mr. Chu is brought up at every hearing. Whether it's about this case or not, he's brought up the Tasha, Tasha Van Ray situation. So I'm not surprised they're trying to do this, but the parties are completely differently situated here for a couple of reasons. I want to address the point too, because this is the second time Chu brought up brought this up today. He keeps saying she hit Rocky Pennington. They even had their expert, Dr. Curry, mislead the jury on what that testimony said. You'll hear from Rocky Pennington tomorrow. Rocky Pennington said, I hit her first and she hit me back. What, what is going on? The, what I need, I don't remember that situation with them going blows with each other. <sighs> Mr. Chu, she still hit her. The court, are they doing the deposition? Nadelhoff, not tomorrow. Mr. Chu doesn't mean the court, Mr. Chu. So the court's telling Mr. Chu to pipe down because it's not his turn to talk. They're like, Mr. Rottenborn, thank you, Your Honor, but to hear him say that she hit a woman, she hit Rocky Pennington, and to have their expert tell the jury that she hit Rocky and not tell the jury that was after Rocky hit her first. So I just want to, it's very misleading. Well, that's fair. If that's what was said. There are a couple of points, Your Honor. Under 405, uh, this is an essential element of the claim. For Mr. Depp, an essential element of his claim is that he has never abused Amber. That's if you take his defamatory implication, he is advancing this theory of the case, this op-ed, even though it didn't say that, somehow implied that he had abused her, then none of those statements are defamatory if he did abuse Amber. So an essential element of the part of the case is, did he abuse Amber? It's not an essential element for either Mr. Depp's defense or Ms. Hurd's counterclaim, whether Ms. Hurd was ever abusive to Mr. Depp. That's not, the parties are totally differently situated. It's a fair argument. Um, and. Your Honor, excuse me, if I could just finish, Mr. Chu, go ahead. So Mr. Chu, again, was trying to jump into the conversation while Rottenborn was still arguing. Fair enough. Rottenborn, excuse me, I can see him just, excuse me if I could finish. Chu, Rottenborn didn't cut you off. He gets very excited. Mr. Rottenborn, so I didn't need to go through all of that, but the parties are very differently situated with respect to this. Mr. Rottenborn, I'm doing my best. The case that's I cited in Barnes versus Commonwealth. So this is all being argued at sidebar. Rottenborn says, and I know the rule has been extended in certain civil cases. I've not had a chance to look at those since the motion was handled, handed up this afternoon. But that case is in opposite 404. The testimony has to be offered by the accused. So if Mr. Depp witnessed her being violent to someone, then that may be a different story, but he didn't. This is just what they're trying to get in, essentially. Um. What they're trying to get in is essentially hearsay, and they're trying to get it in for reputational purposes. Ron Bourne says, because Mr. Bett and Mr. Judge were the two bodyguards who were present with him, and I said, I'm not asking him anything else, and they didn't attach 
What they didn't attach is the very next, what your honor said, you can ask that one question. Rotten Board said, so I did, I didn't ask two, and your honor didn't let me go into the details of the assault. Rottenborn said the whole purpose of that they're trying to get into, did she assault Miss Ray? I was trying to get into who were the bodyguards who were present. So this motion in their brief that somehow we were able to question Mr. Depp about this is not true. The court said, I understand. Rottenborn said, finally, your honor, with respect to reputation, what I was able to question Mr. Depp about, he's claiming he lost Pirate 6 because of the op-ed. I was able to ask him questions about the series. The court said, for damages issues, I understand Rottenborn said, yes, it relates directly to his role. So Rottenborn is much easier to follow, truly, in his arguments. Um, let's see. Too far attenuated to damages in this case that Mr. Hurt, that Ms. Hurt is seeking. Ben Chu is saying, your honor has already ruled on similar objections. Violence to Mr. Depp is very much an issue in this case. He lost the top of his finger. Very much an issue in this case. Whether Ms. Hurd cut it off or whether she said he did it somehow himself. Uh, and Mr. Rottenborn was allowed to ask Mr. Depp about a stack of newspapers or articles related to other issues. This goes to her reputation. Um, then they're arguing about the ACLU. We're going to summarize this because... They are continuing to argue this motion. I want to see what the court rules. Um, the court, you're going to have to find a way to do it without referencing the article, Mr. Chief. Thank you. Got it. Thank you, Your Honor. Ms. Bredehoff, is this going to happen this afternoon? The court, I don't know when it's going to happen, but the ruling stands. Thank you, Your Honor. So let's see. The court, anyways, what I'm saying is the arrest doesn't come in. If you go, you can ever talk about the articles about that came out about the assault, Ms. Vasquez and Mr. Chu about the assault the court about the assault without getting the articles in. But you can get articles in that talk about the assault, but we're not going to talk about the arrest. Um, I think it's prejudicial. It gives a connotation to the jury when she wasn't arrested for anything, okay? I don't know what the court means by that. We know what she was arrested for, but I also understand if you're not convicted, the fact of an arrest can be unfairly prejudicial. So the court's like, the facts of the thing can come in, but not the arrest. So now we are starting cross-examination. And uh, we're like over two hours into the stream and we're starting into cross-examination. Good afternoon, Ms. Hurd. Good afternoon. Mr. Depp hasn't looked at you once this entire, entire trial, has he? Not that I've noticed, no. Let's get to the first sidebar here. This is a picture of you and Mr. Depp at an event the night after Mr. Depp allegedly whacked you in the face so hard that you thought he had broken your nose. Amber, he did whack me in the face. And I did think it broke my nose. She held her ground really well on cross, I thought. And this is you the night after. Yes, it is. Ms. Vasquez, let's please pull it up. This is also a picture of you at the same event, correct, Ms. Heard? Correct. Ms. Vasquez moves to admit them. Um, this is a picture of me after he did whack me in the face. The night after, right? Yes, it is. I believe it was the night after. Your nose doesn't appear to be injured in any of those pictures, does it, Ms. Heard? I'm wearing makeup. Your nose doesn't appear to be injured in any of those pictures, does it, Ms. Heard? That's why I'm wearing makeup. Right, and makeup covers up swelling, right? Makeup will not cover up swelling. Ice will, though. Ice will cover up swelling. Ice reduces swelling. Ice reduces swelling. Normally, the swelling after that kind of injury is not as bad as you might imagine. And for me, it wasn't that bad. I have a picture of it underneath the makeup. That's how I know how to reference it. A picture you haven't produced or shown to this jury. I did. Right, Miss Heard? I produced everything, but you haven't shown this jury. I would very much like to. It's not my job. Miss Vasquez, Your Honor, may we approach the court? Yes, that's fine. Ms. Vasquez, Your Honor, she's characterizing that she's producing photographs that haven't been. Mm. 
that haven't been. The court, is this your photograph, Ms. Vasquez? There are photographs that haven't been produced. The court, she said there's a photo. Ms. Vasquez, it wasn't listed in any direct examination. Ms. Bredahoff, first of all, we have a motion to eliminate court ordered and we don't bring up discovery issues without first checking with the court. Second of all, Your Honor, I don't know whether we have a lot of the pictures that came in through the through the investigation, you know, going into all the devices and Your Honor has ruled we can't put any of them in. I don't know if this is one of those or not. We certainly have been diligent in producing everything we have, but there certainly are injuries that we didn't find earlier that came in through the last device. So I don't know the answer to that. And those prohibited me from introducing a lot. The court, no, I'm asking this question. Is there a picture of her that she just testified that she said there's a picture she gave you guys that has the nose? Ms. Bredahoff, I don't know, Your Honor. I don't know. There's a lot of pictures. Oh, boy. Court, I know, but there's but if there's no picture, I have an issue with that. She can't testify that there's a picture if there's no picture. Brett Hobbs like I don't know. There's a lot of pictures. The court said I know, but if there's no picture, I have an issue with that. Miss Brett said the answer is I don't know whether she does or not. Oh boy, there are. I mean, there are so many pictures. There's no way for me to just know that. It's your job, Elaine. <sighs> There's no way for me to just know that. Ms. Vasquez, not for you, but she should be able to know that. The court, okay, I just don't know. I mean, Ms. Bredahoff, I mean, there's nothing I can do about it. She can testify. Ms. Vasquez, I think she should be prohibited from testifying. Ms. Bredahoff, I don't think she can be prohibited. She's asking her question. The court, right? Ms. Bredahoff, I don't know the answer to those. She's answering whatever she is. I can't be responsible for knowing thousands of pictures. We're talking, the court said, here's the problem. If you're saying that you don't think it exists or you don't know if it exists and it doesn't go to this jury. Ms. Bredahoff said, I can go back tonight and look, Your Honor, but I don't know the answer. The court, I understand that. That's not the problem. She keeps, Ms. Bredahoff, there are thousands of documents. The court, she keeps commenting on the evidence or lack of evidence. I understand she asked the question. There wasn't anything, but the answer is there isn't. But she keeps saying there are pictures. Ms. Bredahoff said, I understand. She's asking her if there are pictures which is actually a violation of the court order on the motion in limine. The court, that's not a violation of the court order. Oh my God. Elena's trying to like change the goal, like move the goalpost in the middle of the argument. I hate it when people do this. They're arguing about Hurd's statement in testimony. And then Elena's is like, well, actually it violates the motion in limine. And the court's like, no, it doesn't. The court, that's not a violation of the court order. Ms. Bradhoff, it is. I don't think your honor can prohibit her from testifying that she has them. Well, the fuck she can. She can. Oh, my God. Miss Vasquez, that's not what she's saying. The court, she's saying they exist. Ms. Bredahoff, I understand that. And I'm telling you, under oath, I, as an officer of the court, I don't know. There are more than 100,000 of pictures that come out of that. And we had a bunch of them we put into evidence after they went through that process. And Your Honor ruled they can't come in. So there may well be. The court said, all right. Ms. Bredahoff said, maybe the ones we're not allowed to get in. Ms. Vasquez said, I would like some type of instruction, Your Honor, that she's not to comment on pictures. She's testifying that there are pictures that exist. The court, but you asked the question. Ms. Bredahoff said, she opened the door. The court, no, she didn't open the door. Ms. Vasquez, no, they haven't been produced, Your Honor, and that's the problem here. They weren't produced. The court said, on time. Ms. Vasquez said they weren't produced on time in the discovery period. The court said, right. 
Ms. Vasquez said, so I don't think she should be allowed to comment on whether or not the pictures exist and whether she turned them over and they're part of this trial. Ms. Bredehoff's like, she asked whether they exist and she now knows they exist because they came through that. She can answer that honestly. You can't prohibit her from responding under oath to a question that was posed to her. You can't prohibit that. So the, the back and forth is Elaine saying, you asked the question, and Camille saying, she can't just say that there's pictures that haven't been turned over. The court, this is what we'll do going forward. We'll ask the question. If she says they exist, that kind of opens the door to her talking about discovery issues. Ms. Vasquez said, right. The court said, you didn't turn them over in time. Ms. Vasquez said, correct. The court says, I mean, she can go into that if you want to. You don't even know if these pictures exist. Ms. Vasquez, the other problem I have, Your Honor, is the only picture that Ms. Bredehoff in direct examination tried to bring into evidence was one photograph from 2012, nothing about. So she's commenting on pictures that Ms. Bredehoff said, I intended to put in a lot more, but when Your Honor ruled I couldn't, the court said, I understand. I think we're going in circles now. You think? Now we're in circles? I've been in circles. But Elaine is trying to say, look, she's allowed to testify. We had a lot of pictures. They got turned over late, but they got turned over, but we weren't allowed to put them in. So how is she allowed to know? You're kind of stuck with her answers now, but you can go further into discovery issues if you want to. I don't know what her response will be. If you need a jury instruction later on, we'll instruct the jury at jury instructions, okay? Ms. Vasquez said, thank you. So the court said, look, man, you asked the question. So you're stuck with what she's giving you. But now you can talk about discovery issues and the fact that stuff wasn't turned over or not. It's not going to work well with Amber Heard because Amber Heard's just, they end up going in circles all day long about it. But it's whether or not it leaves the jury with a negative impression that things are being hidden is really the point of all of this. All right. This is about the EMT. Um, yeah. But it doesn't document any physical injuries. Doesn't seem to be documenting anything. That's Amber Heard. Um, Camille Vasquez said, probably because there was nothing to document. Right, Miss Heard? Answer, I disagree with you on that. You don't have any medical records reflecting that you broke your nose during your relationship with Mr. Depp, do you? I saw an ENT after my relationship ended. And you saw, and it's your testimony under oath that you saw an ENT for a broken nose that you sustained as a result of Mr. Depp. No, but the ENT told me I sustained a fracture. Objection, I moved to strike. Non-responsive. The court, I'll sustain the objection, moved to strike. Ms. Vasquez, thank you. So again, just try my question. She said that a lot in cross. Um, I never sought treatment for a broken nose while I was in a while I was with Johnny, or after you were with Mr. Depp as a result of any injuries you sustained as a result of Mr. Depp. Afterwards, yes, I did. And you didn't produce those medical records in this case. Ms. Bredehoff, I'm going to object, Your Honor. She did. Answer, I did. The court, I don't know. Ms. Vasquez, they have not been produced, Your Honor. Now they're all just arguing in front of the jury. Not only have they been the produced, the court approach. The court, get here, get here now. Stop fighting in front of the jury and approach. The court, medical records? Ms. Bredehoff, they absolutely were produced. Ms. Vasquez, no. Ms. Bredehoff, I can guarantee they were. We'll find them tonight. It's in the record. We didn't admit them because Your Honor won't let us have any medical records that are hearsay. The court, right. Ms. Bredehoff, so we can't put them in, which I think opened the door, so we should. The court, I don't know about that. Ms. Vasquez, I have never seen any medical records that she went to see an ENT. Ms. Bredehoff, I am 100% certain that I produced them. I guarantee we produce those. Ms. Vasquez, well, she also hasn't tried to introduce them in this case. 
Ms. Brennerhoff, because Your Honor ruled we can't. The court, it doesn't matter to me. I just want to understand. You asked a question. You're stuck with the answer. Let's move on. Vasquez, fine. Everybody's like, fine. So this is going round and round about the medical records. Ms. Vasquez keeps saying they weren't produced. Elaine keeps saying, I swear I did it, and the court won't let them in. If you are Elaine and your client was treated for a broken nose after repeatedly saying that they were going to testify about a broken nose, it's like your one job to make sure that you turn those over in a timely fashion. Next footnote, they're fighting over responsiveness. This isn't a very flattering picture of Mr. Depp, is it? No, it's not. You wouldn't agree. That's not a great question. Or you would agree with me that this is an embarrassing scene, right? This must be the ice cream. Yes, I think it's part of getting help, is looking at it, seeing it. But you sent this picture to one of your friends, didn't you? I don't recall. Ms. Vasquez, if we could please pull up defendants, all right. For ease, we've gone ahead and redacted it, okay? Yes, I was asking for support. That's correct. There's no question yet, Ms. Heard. So directing your attention, I'm going to move to admit exhibit 252A. Any objection? Any objection, Ms. Bredehoff? Could you turn on your microphone again? I'm sorry, thank you, Ms. Bredehoff. You're Michaeline. I need to see it first because I don't know what they've redacted. We've redacted the identifiers and anything that's not misheard messages. Your Honor, may we approach? This is about the ice cream and the text messages of the ice cream. Ms. Bredehoff, Your Honor, you may recall that when we were putting our evidence in, they got to look at it and then talk about context. They're trying to suggest here that she's just willy-nilly sending these pictures to embarrass him. Yes, that's exactly what they're insinuating. That she felt safe enough to do so. That's that's what they're that's exactly <laughs> that's exactly what they're insinuating, Elaine. They're arguing that that's what she did. But the context here is this is to Rocky Pennington, and she's saying, are you guys okay? And then Amber says, barely. I think I knocked on your door when we were at yoga, which is why this is what I've been dealing with, and then sends these pictures. Elaine's trying to get into context. Elaine, you can redirect. So I think in context, I think that has to come in because the context in which she's asking the court, again, context is not an exception to hearsay. And Amber Heard just testified, I was asking for support. She testified as to the context. Amber Heard just testified. The context was, I was asking for support from my friend. That's the context. The court, again, context is not an exception to hearsay. Ms. Bredehoff, well, Your Honor, well, Your Honor allowed them to be put in documents for context. The question to her is, she's suggesting that she's sending it to her to embarrass him. But in fact, Rocky's asking her and she's coming back and she's saying how she's doing. She says, barely, that's what, I've been dealing with. The court barely is coming in. Ms. Vasquez, right. The court, all that coming in. Ms. Vasquez, right. The court, just which one of you guys, okay, coming home now, I was at yoga, Ms. Bredehoff, and dealing should come in as well. The court, that's all in. Ms. Vasquez, that's all coming in. The only thing we're hoping to have, the court, all Amber's texts are coming in, correct? Just Ms. Pennington, Ms. Bredehoff, okay. The court, okay. Ms. Bredehoff, okay. So the still fighting is coming in as well. No! The court, barely. I think I knocked on the door when you were at yoga. This is what I've been dealing with. Ms. Bredehoff, but if you go up the page before, this is still Amber. The court, that's not coming in at this point. Ms. Vasquez, it's been redacted. Ms. Bredehoff, still fighting. No. 
This is their evidence. This is all they want to bring in. Any objection to what they're bringing in? Ms. Bredahoff, yes, Your Honor, because it's not complete. So she is trying to argue rule of completeness. The court, all right, understand, overruled. It comes in. Ms. Bredahoff, okay. 252A in evidence, over objection. Elaine's objection. Ms. Vasquez, if we could please publish it to the jury. And then this is the text back and forth. Um, and Amber gives context in her testimony. This is me getting support from my best friend. They're trying to characterize it one way. She's trying to characterize, excuse me, characterize it a different way. Well, he's all of those things. Of course, he could get upset. Of course, that's scary to me, of course. But it didn't stop you from sending this picture to your friend, did it? Why would it? It was a big moment of testimony. All right, next sidebar. We're not even at this the second day of cross. Ms. Vasquez, if we could please pull up plaintiff's 1260, an article entitled Amber Heard and Johnny Depp Row Over Divorce Donations. If I can direct your attention to where it says, I think it's on the second page. Her spokeswoman responded in a statement. The language follows. Ms. Bredehoff, objection, hearsay, spokeswoman. That's not her. The court, all right. Ms. Vasquez, spokeswoman is an exception, Your Honor. The court, do you want to come forward? The court said, if it's a spokesperson, that's a speaking agent, right? It's in the name, Elaine. Ms. Vasquez, speaking agent. The court says, exception. Ms. Vasquez, right. Representative capacity. The court, not an agent. Now we have an issue with the agent laying foundation. This is a spokesperson speaking, somebody who's speaking for her. Ms. Bredehoff, I think she has to ask if, in fact, she recognizes that and if, in fact, the spokeswoman. Ms. Vasquez, I'll get into that. So now Elaine is being like, she has to lay foundation for it. And Vasquez is like, okay, I can back up and get into it. Ms. Bredehoff, she started reading the statement out loud to the jury. Ms. Vasquez, I was trying to lay the foundation. The court, you were reading the statement. She's right. If you want to lay the foundation, that's fine. Ms. Bredehoff, thank you, Your Honor. Thank you. By Ms. Vasquez, you released a statement. Your Honor, may we approach again? Ah! The court, you didn't get two words out that time. <laughs> and this is dealing with the exhibits. Um, the court, they provided them in cross-examination. Bredehoff, they have, they have to give us hard copies. Ms. Vasquez, oh, I apologize. The court, yes, give them hard, hard copies. Ms. Bredehoff, give me a chance to look at it. Ms. Vasquez said, I agree, I apologize, thank you. It was, you can't just do them on the computer. You have to hand us the physical copies. And Ms. Vasquez is like, okay, that's fine. Back in open court, it looks like there's another sidebar right here. Do you have a document that's not redacted? We can pull it up on the computers. This one we already did. You didn't get two words out that time. Ms. Bredehoff, we can, Your Honor, but I have an objection because of the notations that are missing. Come forward. I guess now I need a copy of the unredacted. Where are the redactions? And then they're arguing about the redactions and what should and shouldn't be redacted. So everyone's on the same page. All right. Last sidebar for this day. Your Honor, it contains, it has hearsay. It contains other communications of other individuals. So now Bredehoff has found her hearsay objections. Your Honor, if we may approach briefly, sure. The court, all right. So which portion, Ms. Vasquez? It's just a question from the uh, from the commentator. The court, just that portion, Ms. Vasquez, it's the question which is obviously not being offered for the truth, but that's the interview. I actually had it transcribed. The court said, thank you. I appreciate that. Ms. Vasquez said, by Planet Depots, so there are no concerns and highlighted. The court, the highlighted part that's going to be played, Ms. Vasquez, or this is the only thing that we'll be introducing. 
So what they're talking about is whether or not the other statements on, I think, the television show can come in, other statements that aren't offered for the truth are fine. And they're saying we're not offering it for the truth. Ms. Vasquez, this is the only thing we're introducing. Okay, which part is going to be played? This is the part that's going to be played. Yes. So it's just misheard asking, excuse me, it's the host asking the question. I apologize, Your Honor. It's actually, we clipped it. Okay. So the question here about the seven million, what did you do with the money? The court, okay. And then it's misheard speaking. I think there's one comment from the host on page four where it says, more power to you. That's something that I've never heard of. The court, more power. That's where it ends. Ms. Vasquez, I'm sorry. It keeps going after that. And that's the end of the, um, that's the end of them trying to figure out where the line ends. Ms. Bredehoff, so the host is actually speaking hearsay. No, the host is speaking. They're trying to figure out if it's hearsay or if it falls under an exception. Um, Danielle in the chat said the I wanted nothing clip. Yes, this is exactly the I wanted nothing clip. So the host is actually speaking hearsay. There are all kinds of accusations flying your way. And then people were saying this is all about money. And then indiscernible. It's also hearsay, Your Honor, within that. Ms. Vasquez, it's a question, Your Honor, and we're obviously saying it's not being offered for the truth. The court said yes, which is an exception to hearsay. Ms. Vasquez, that's exactly what Ms. Hurd is alleging here. The court, that's what she said. Okay, I'll overrule the objection. I'll allow that portion. This is the end of this day. This is the end of this day. Then they get into the TV show clip, and I wanted nothing. And then we start getting into the beginning of pledged versus donated. And gosh, there are so many more sidebars. Question, can the judge deny a request to approach or is the request a formality? No, sometimes the judge can say no, sustained, move on. Oftentimes the judge will say, there's no need to approach. Like it's, I don't need to talk to you about it anymore. Y'all are done talking. No, 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 no. These are so many sidebars. And they're dealing with substantive issues. They're arguing over what was decided in the motion in limine and what was decided here and what was decided there. It's, it's so much. It's wild. So this is the end of the first part of cross-examination. You can stay up to date with everything I'm covering on our free iOS and Android app at lawnerdapp.com or search your app store for LawNerd. And you can also follow me on social media at the Emily D. Baker. Remember, I stream on YouTube on Tuesdays and Thursdays. I recap all of that for you in quick bits on Monday. And of course, The Emily Show drops on Wednesdays. Thanks for being a LawNerd.